Welcome to episode five of Bro Hawks, a sports podcast. Do I say sports podcast normally? I don't know. I think so. I think you make a thing out of it, yeah. Stay like that the whole show. Okay. Welcome to episode five of Bro Hawks, a sports podcast. I am your host, KCP, along with my good friend and co-host... T-dubs. T-dubs? D-dubs. I'm not going to say it like this whole time. Okay, you're a scumbag. Um, oh, uh, the date is May 16th, by the way. Yes, it is. Look at that intro. Some that was awful. This was the best one yet. Thank you. Bro Hawks. <laughs> so how are you, buddy? It's been a little bit. We're recording this late, been. as you can tell by the date. Yes. Uh, I'm good. Um, haven't been up to a whole lot still. Might be starting a new job soon, so that's nice. hey Um been doing good i think i've been updating the diet thing going every every podcast so far i'm 41 pounds down thank you so that's going well uh we're gonna ruin that tonight by eating pizza i'm very excited um got a the dog situation is coming together they're starting to like each other a little bit um been playing a lot of video games and that's about it very nice so some updates but you know nothing crazy I got you. I have a smaller beard now. That's how long it's been, by the way. I said this before the podcast. We went to the draft, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. I had a mustache. So the first, last podcast, I had a big beard. I shaved it to a mustache. And it's been so long that I now have another beard. That has all happened by the time we recorded another podcast. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It is nuts. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're back. I should uh, give everybody a heads up. D-Dubs, he's been in a very sassy mood today. So I think you, it's such a good mood. If you see that coming through in the recording or you'll, listen to this, then I'm if, sorry. If you see it coming through, you'll notice it's because Casey started it. Because <laughs> I started it. <laughs> Welcome to the toddler cast. <laughs> you're a funny guy. So what sport should we start with today? Buddy? Uh, we should thinking? start with how you've been and what you've been up to. <laughs> Okay. Um, it feels weird for me to do it because I do the current backlog. So I feel like I'm repeating stuff. I know you listened, so it feels weird to repeat it. That's fine. I definitely may or may not have listened to the last one. So All right. Fair enough. I'm just telling you why it feels weird to me. Okay. But they but, haven't heard it, maybe. <laughs> but what have I been up to? I went to Myrtle Beach. Yes, you did. It was I like, haven't heard about that. No? No. It was a good time. I went with a couple of friends from work. Stay down there for I think four days, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> but just did all the normal stuff. Went to the beach, the pool a couple times. All the attractions down there is a ton of tourist shit. Ate a ton of food. Had a pizza multiple times. I was about to say by food do you mean pizza? There was other food mixed. Chicken in there. tenders. Uh, some grilled cheese, some donuts. I I thought about getting donuts today, but. The best donut place I've ever had is down there. Yeah? So Yeah, it's called a Donut Man. A Donut Man? The or Donut the, Man. The, okay. Yeah. The Ohio Donut Man. Gotcha. <laughs> Don't want to get sued. And then the pizza place called Doughboys. Some of the best pizza I've ever had. Why have I heard of that? I've talked about it before. I don't know. Maybe that's why. It's a New York-style pizza, but it's um, probably only two places in New York that I've had those better then Doughboys. That's a random place in Myrtle Beach. Maybe Portnoy. 
did a Doughboys review. I've definitely heard of Doughboys. Yeah, I don't think you would have went there. I'd be surprised. Really? But He's been to like weird places. There's also, I feel like that could be a generic name, like not a chain place, but somebody that might else be has Doughboys. Um, I told this on the other podcast, but I could tell you. So I'm sure you've heard about this gas shortage. Yeah, I didn't even know there was one until I saw the memes. I didn't either, and it didn't really affect us much here, but it definitely did on the East Coast where I was at. Oh. And I didn't know it was a thing until um, we were on our way back from Rural Beach, and our rental car has – well, my car has it. Yours probably does too. The fancy thing where it doesn't just tell you how far you are out of gas. It tells you the miles yeah. until it runs out. And we were getting low, and I saw a gas station, and the line was out to the main street. And I was like – all right, so we're going here, and the people are with me. They're like, oh, dude, we are not waiting in that line. I was like, all right, well, we'll go to the next one. The next one has a massive line. I'm like, I feel like we should jump in here because something seems odd. I joke about it being the apocalypse or 9-11, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a joke, um, which is, I mean, it's not that bad, but you'll see what, I get, what I'm getting at here in a second. And then, uh, they're like, no, let's go one more. So we pull up to the third one, and there's a cop there, and he has the entire gas station roped off. So I'm like, oh, this looks like a uh, fucking crime scene, so I'm out of here. I'm not going to yeah. that guy so sticks around. stabbed over gas. Yeah. So we start looking for more gas. We're down to uh, 20 miles till we're empty. Okay. And Which we is went, probably actually like 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it went from looking like this really hick town to looking straight ghetto in about five seconds with neither are preferable. And uh, then – we pull up to this next gas station finally with um, 16 miles left. And I'm like, thank God. And then it looks like something straight out of The Last of Us. I should have started with Myrtle Beach or South Carolina in general, lifted their mask mandate. And uh, oh, okay. so there was still more people wearing them than I thought there would be, but definitely majority not wearing them opposed to wearing them. But then when I pull up to this gas station, which is uh, – this is in North Carolina, by the way, at this point, for the gas. And I pull up, and everybody's wearing masks, and everybody has gloves on, and they're all kind of like wandering around. I'm like, what the f- – this literally feels like the apocalypse now. I do Apple Pay because it said it accepts it, and then it makes a noise like it does, and then it says it can't accept Apple Pay. And I'm like, all right, that's odd. <laughs> So then I swipe my card. It doesn't accept it. Try a couple more times. doesn't accept it. I take my friend's card. Try it. It doesn't accept it. Hmm. And then I go inside, and I'll skip past some of the unnecessary details you can hear on the other podcasts. But uh, So I go inside, and I go up to the guy. I'm like, hey, the pump's not taking my card. Can I get a 40 on pump four, I think it was? And Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And then I go back out, and it's not – letting me pump it you take it off and just does a click and no gas comes out yeah i'm looking around see if somebody else having the same issue i go up to this girl next to me i'm like am i doing something wrong is there like some kind of different thing in this state or something and she's like no doing the same thing for me i don't know what's going on and i go back in and uh I'm like, hey um i just bought 40 on pump four and i'm not getting gas and the guy's like, yeah yeah uh can I get a refund then? I can't do that for you. I'm like, oh, I just I spent forty dollars on the gas, so yeah, man, we're out of gas. What? Like, what the fuck did you just charge me forty dollars for? <laughs> and uh, I was like, is that 
just like a thing around here because I yeah I had nothing none of this news was coming to me and he's like it's a pipeline overseas man that's big deal over there like, oh so it's like the whole area around here yeah I don't know if you'd be able to find gas man like, oh okay so why did you charge me $40 uh-huh <clears throat> yeah that was a whole ordeal he's like um, I was like, all right, can I get it refunded then? I can't do the refund. I just said that. I was like, okay, so can I get a receipt then? So I need something to prove if they charge my car later, be able to call them or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, just go back up and hang up the pump, and then you'll be refunded. And I was like, so you're saying it's like a pending uh, charge? Oh, like it'll give you back what you didn't use. Yeah, which I thought that's what he was saying, so I clarified that. I was like, so... You're saying like it's a pending charge, like it hasn't actually charged me until I pump, so if I hang it up, then it'll be refunded? Man, no, I'm just saying hang the pump up and you'll be refunded. Yeah, so you're saying it's like not, the charge hasn't gone through, it's pending, and if I hang it up, then I'm good, I, that is a refund? Man, what are you not understanding? He doesn't know how the bank works. And then uh, these two, we had a fucking peanut, sh peanut gallery behind me. Bro, what do you not understand? Just hang up the pump. <laughs> I was like, okay, just give me the receipt. And I took the receipt and hung it up. I was like, what the fuck? Did you get your money back? Yep. Yeah. But I don't know why they couldn't. he couldn't comprehend. He's too stupid. Like, <laughs> it's how gas stations work. You spend 40 you pump 36 50 get 350 back. <laughs> and then it was literally like uh, the apocalypse. There was some guy in there before me. And like, oh, shit, they're out of gas, bro. And he's run, running out of place. And he was like, fucking 9-11 all over again. And then... He hopped in his car. They got gas down the street, and three cars started peeling off. Oh my god! I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, I was uh, worried about coming home to that and like not being able to get to work and everything. But it seems like most of the coasts were affected because yeah, probably lease supplies get. I'm sure, it. something will happen eventually, but <clears throat> so far it seems totally normal. Just a lot of funny yeah, well, pictures they, on the internet. They said the pipeline's back up. Oh. So yeah, I don't think we'll okay. have issues here. Maybe, I'm surprised gas prices aren't higher. I wouldn't be surprised that happens. Which will yeah, that's slowly but, climbing anyway. Yeah. But um, real quick, if you hear a lot of sniffling, uh, we both have allergies, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Besides that, though, I just been working some, and then I did another Uber Eats the other night. Nice. So you've um, done it twice. Yeah, I plan to do it more. It's just been so much going on. Yeah. Um. Oh, there was story with Uber Eats I can't remember now you already have a story and you've done it twice it wasn't anything crazy just something I was going to talk about I mean I talked about the current backwards I'm totally blinking because it wasn't anything that insane uh, but that's it for me nice yeah now we can get to the news if you want I wanted to hear about your day or your week yeah. your weeks yeah I appreciate that and going forward I'll try and fill you in like a little bit on current backwards it just feels weird to do it yeah it's not a one man show it's no. two man I love you spoilers um. So, what sport should we start with first? What would you like to go with? Um. I feel like I'm also gonna be rubbing my nose a lot because I feel like I'm dripping, even though I'm not. Um. This is kind of like your forte. Okay. I got I got the football stuff. I feel like we're gonna talk a lot about football, so okay. maybe not there. Yeah, that's probably majority. So whatever you want to start with, I have news for only hockey. So, and okay. it's moderate news. We can start with hockey. Sure. You want to go? Sure. So <laughs> Seattle Kraken, uh, the best team in the NHL, probably Ooh. just because just of how it works, right, based on what you've told me? They'll definitely be competitive, which sucks. Um, or should be, at least. Yeah. 
Well, I've never. This guy has. <laughs> uh, so they signed their first guy. Okay. Doesn't mean anything to me. Doesn't know. I don't know who he is. Don't know where he's from. I should have looked all that stuff up. But his name's Luke Henman. Yeah, I've never heard of him. <laughs> Uh, his favorite dine-out order is uh, for sushi. It's salmon nigiri avocado on a New York roll. Mm. His three-artist-only playlist is Brett Young, newer Justin Bieber, not older, and Luke Combs. I love Luke Combs. I like nude. I like the Biebs too. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. Almost sound like you say you like nudes. I'll take them. Favorite NHL players. Our fellow Nova Scotia natives, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, don't know who Nathan is. He has uh, two sisters, one brother, and they're all hockey players. So that's a little bit about Luke Henman, the first Seattle Kraken player. Ooh. You going to boo me every time we talk about Seattle Kraken? That's the idea. I was like, let's make this like a bit. I don't like it. You don't like that? I don't boo any of your teams. Well... You don't hate most of my teams, though. I like the Reds. You used to. You used to that used to be your team. Mm, it was my your... dad's team. Yeah, so. Oh, and I liked it for him and Ken Griffey. Yeah. Just same as your other teams. So uh, it used to be But I don't team. boo. Why do you. I don't understand why you would hate Seattle Kraken. They're not even a thing yet. Just because they're going to be good for not one because, season? Not because they're going to be good. Not just because they'll be good for one you season. You hate the NHL and how their format is. Why would that be taken out on Kraken? The same reason it's taken out on Las Vegas, even though you're not allowed to call them Las Vegas, you have to call them Vegas um, for some stupid ass reason, even though they play in Las Vegas, not Vegas. Um, which already I'm just, if you're going to do it to me, I'm going to boo all your teams. And I can tell you why, because not just that one season, and they're going to continually be good, and they're set up that way, which is bullshit. Then you hate and, the NHL and the way it's formatted. But I can get to why I would hate them, too, because then you have everybody – likes that they're good so they become fans of them i'm not saying you but there's gonna be so many fans just like there is for las vegas and they get it seattle's a pretty big sports town and they have las vegas definitely wasn't okay i see the vegas hate for sure but seattle's a big sports town and they've wanted a hockey team for a long time yes of course they have a lot of fans yeah there but not out in ohio there's not gonna be naturally many seattle fans yeah but you're gonna see a good amount of it you think yep I'm interested to see if that comes true. If it's anything like Las Vegas, you'll see a good amount. I feel like Vegas is more popular than Seattle. But that's the reason Las Vegas is so popular, because they're so successful, and that's what's so annoying. People are like, yeah, I get look, that. Yeah, people are like, look how good they were. It's their first year. But they it? could be bad, too. Like, they could be. Oh, yeah. So would you, not, would you not, not hate them if they were bad? Um, it would be easier, because then I think there wouldn't be uh, bandwagon fans behind it. Okay. I think, yeah, so that would be easier. Okay, I'm just trying to gauge you. I'm definitely going to have a sweater, a Kraken sweater. We can go Blue Jacks game. You can hear Boo! <laughs> you can try and do that, but the cannon will outpower you every time they score on Yeah, but ass. I can do it here and it'll be fine. <laughs> Nothing's about power me here. You seeing me? I am. That's why I said what I said. Power voice. So that's all the Kraken news. <laughs> Boo. Don't do it every time. I hate <laughs> it. I don't like it at all. I just got to give it a little crack, you know? Ah. You like that? I did. You see what I did there? I, mm-hmm. That was another one. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Sorry. The snivel. We can talk other things now. Other hockey news I'm sure you have. 
Yeah, I just I was trying to make it as awkward as possible. Right didn't there. you? I was trying to make it not awkward, <laughs> so we were trying to go against each other. Didn't uh, CBJ fire their boy, their coach? They did. That's the main thing I was going to get to. Well, they didn't fire, and they parted ways with him. So but, they fired him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they, I parted ways with my last company. <laughs> Actually, I, I quit. So I guess that is different. Yeah, I think that's what they set it up as that potentially he walked away, but I think he knew that he's going to get fired. So. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Which most Blue Jack fans are fucking thrilled, and I don't understand it. Because whenever a coach gets fired, I don't know why people are excited unless they know that somebody better, and I have yet to hear a better candidate. Yeah. I think it's really hard to find a better candidate than the winningest coach in U.S. history and the uh, 11th winningest coach in NHL history, no matter where you're from. And then the winningest coach in Blue Jackets history by far. And he missed the playoffs two times in his six years here. And one of them, that was the first year he's hired. And they, he got hired not midseason, but during season. And they were 0 7. And then he uh, took the team to 34 and 33. So he finished over 500 after starting 0 7. So that was one of the years he missed the playoffs. And then four straight years of the playoffs. And then this year missing it in a year that everybody knows is fucked up and yeah. nothing straight and injuries are at an extreme high and there's no consistency. And you see teams are um, successful right now that have never been successful. And that's the reason because everything's so backwards that I think it's so reactionary and so silly, especially Definitely. when, yeah, especially when I have yet to hear a better candidate. And I, guess I don't know how you really find a better candidate than that. And, uh, He's probably going to go somewhere and win a Stanley Cup or something. I wouldn't be surprised. The only thing – no, fuck off. They probably have a coach already. Definitely. I don't know who it is. Um, that would be some bullshit. Then um, I could see the hate. <laughs> then I could see it. I could see the booze. <laughs> Boo. Um, but <laughs> I can't take you serious. Why? <laughs> is it the hair? That's it. Is it the smile? Yeah, it's just the looks. There we I go. thought I'm doing. No, just there you go. That's better. How is that better? I said it's better. Roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah, just be normal. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I never understand that in general, and people want to fire a coach unless they have a better candidate, but especially with somebody that's been as successful as him. And yeah. I told you before they fired him that I didn't want them to, but I had a feeling they might. And I thought it'd be more silly if they didn't fire Brad Shaw, which is the uh, special teams coach. Was handles the two names? Brad Shaw. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay I'm just making sure. No, I got you. Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, a lot of Bradshaws came to mind. Well, one. Um, but I told you it makes no sense that they fired John Tortorella and kept him. Mm-hmm. Because even though they've been successful successful for the majority of his career at the Blue Jackets, Brad Shaw has been there since John Tortorella has gotten there. And even though four years they made the playoffs, the special teams was terrible. Mm-hmm. But somehow they fired John Tortorella and kept Brad Shaw. Or um, Brad – I said Brad Shaw this whole time, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, it's Brad Larson. They have two Brad Shaws. Oh, okay. And they uh, fired uh, Brad Shaw, actually. So they did fire Brad Shaw. But I've been talking oh, about Brad oh, Larson. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah, got Brad, confused for a second. No, I. So I, you you they want you want them to fire Brad Larson. Yeah. Keep Brad Shaw. Yeah. And Tortellini. 
Yeah, I've been okay. Uh, Bradshaw wasn't. I didn't care as much. I just don't really understand how you fire John Torrell, and especially how you fire another coach before you fire the obvious weakness in the team. Okay. Even when they're successful, and they kept the weakness. Yep. So he's going to become the head coach. That's a, a rumor of potential head coach. That's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, as much as I would hate it, I think uh, all the people that were just wanting him gone and saying how it can't get any worse, that's kind of what those people deserve. Uh, and then those are kind of people, they're Blue Jacks are fucking stupid. How could they fire the best coach in team history? Oh, yeah. They'll come back the... for sure. So I think it's going to go one of two ways. I really hope they don't hire Brad Larson, but whoever they have, I think um, the Blue Jackets will either not be good next season, and then people will see that John Torello is helping, or I think they had a potential to still be really good because I think that they had a solid roster this year. It's just everything's so backwards that somebody's going to come in and do good, which I think John Torello would have next year or this coming season, yeah. and then that person can get all the credit, even though sure it could have yeah. been John Torello, but you have to have a consistent normal team around you to be able to yeah. do that so it just it's fucking crazy to me especially you've been here your whole life you know what the blue jacks were before he got here oh yeah they made they've been here for 20 years and made it the playoffs six times and he was four of them yeah so yeah they've not been good no it is uh it's fucking nuts and it's the world we live in results based now yeah, I think that's my least favorite thing about sports. Everything's so reactionary, and then even worse, the people that are reactionary ones are the ones that jump right off it. They're not like, oh, yeah, that was a bad move. They just jump onto the next thing. Yep. <coughs> Grass is always greener, Casey. That's right. Um, Every year, Pete Carroll and Russ Wilson need to go. John Schneider. Uh-huh. Grass is always greener. So we'll see what happens with the head coaching, hopefully not Brad Larson. I don't really know who I hope for because like I don't know. Bree Larson, maybe? That'll at least be uh, more appealing. And she might be a better special teams coach, at least. I didn't even know there was a special teams on hockey. Yep, for the power play and the penalty kill. Oh, so there's different people? No, he uh, he controls both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a special teams for both of those. I know nothing about hockey. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with the, the coaching search. Um, it extra sucks because John Torrell, I think, is a – fucking hilarious guy and I think he's really genuine which is rare in sports especially if you're that big yeah a lot of people hate him because they say he's really brash and he's really mean which uh I think gets confused for intensity because he is he does he voice from uh Boston I think so he has that that thing to him that Boston but, thing yeah and it's by the shack cap it luckily he doesn't have a terrible accent anymore oh. But he definitely has that aggressiveness to him. And you can hear some crazy rants that are cuss-filled with him. They're very entertaining. But I think people confuse that with, um, like you said, intensity and commitment. Because people say how he's so hard on the players and nobody wants to play for him. But if you listen to almost any player that plays for him, they say how it's hard to play for him. But they made him a better player. And if you actually get to know him, that... uh he'll treat you with more respect than anybody and he's the most loyal guy and the only times he actually gets mad is if players aren't putting in effort and even if they fail when they're doing it 
that's okay as long as they're putting in effort and you can see that when players give up and mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people are mad at the Blue Jackets there's so many plays where players just clearly gave up and I think that's completely a reasonable time to act that way it's, yeah your job is to not give up so yeah and the times you see him get the craziest and the most intense it's to defend the players like uh, one of the times he ran out on the ice which you don't see coaches do and it was because they got a crazy cheap shot on one of the players. Mm. And everybody talked about how he's a madman and he just cared about himself. But he got suspended from that. And that was clearly the reason because he was standing up for his players. So all these people just think he's like so wild and crazy. But if you really pay attention when he's acting like that, it's always to back his players up, which people say is a main criticism that he doesn't care about his players. And like I said, aside from that, he's just super fucking entertaining in his press conferences and Seems like a really nice, normal guy. I could show you some uh, yeah. some funny videos. And then... Be excited to see him in Seattle. <laughs> fuck off. Um, aside from that, the Blue Jackets aren't part of it, sadly, but the NHL playoffs are starting. I saw. Um, should we list every team? That seems like a bit much. Isn't it like 12 teams? It's more than that. 16? Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. We, could, we should? Okay. So you got the Avalanche versus the Blues. Um, you got Golden. Go Blues. Go Avalanche. That's oh, you second. like Avalanche. Yeah. But does Oshie still play for the Blues? Does he even still play? I think he does play for them still. Go Blues. Fuck off. Um, you got the Golden Knights versus the Wild, the Maple Leafs versus the Canadians, and the Maple Leafs have Nick Foligno, former oh, Blue okay. Jacks captain, the Oilers versus the Jets. The <laughs> That's football. You already did the logos. Don't you remember this? No. I think we just had the same talk. Did we? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Winnipeg. Yep. Yep. The Penguins versus the Islanders. Go Capitals Pitt. versus... <laughs> really? No, I just oh, wanted okay. to say go Pitt. Um, are the Flyers in here at all? They are not, actually, which is surprising. I would root for them. Go ahead. The Capitals versus the Bruins. Fuck that entire series. The Hurricanes versus the Predators. Go Hurricanes. Um... The Panthers versus the Lightning. The only two teams I care about are the Avalanche have always been my secondary team, so definitely them. And then the Hurricanes have been one of the teams I kind of root for, which is harder now because since they realigned everything, they're technically a Blue Jackets rival. But I just mm -hmm. don't really think of them like that because that's not, that's not their like, longstanding history with the rivalry. I have quite literally zero stake in these, except for Oshi. So and that's because of a World one Cup. One I care most about. Not World Cup. Olympics. Yeah. World Cup of Soccer. Yeah, those are the only two teams I really would root for is the Avalanche and the Hurricanes. And I guess the Maple Leafs because Nick Foligno would just be, even though I want him to succeed, it would be see, weird seeing him succeed and not be on the Blue Jackets. I like him, and he's like the most down-to-earth athlete I've ever seen, so I'm not going to root against him. It would be weird to see that. But aside from that, it's mostly – Rooting against teams like I don't want the Bruins to do good. I don't want the Penguins to do good. Probably won't. I'll probably watch the uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, I do like watching that. So you're gonna watch the Avalanche versus the Hurricane? I doubt that'll be it, but sure. Probably I don't know not. anything about it, but I, I, that doesn't sound like it'd be a good matchup. Um, some of the games actually already started, but uh, no, I think the Hurricanes are a lower seed. The Avalanche are actually number one seed. Oh. So, oh no, the Hurricanes are too. Oh, look at that. So we'll see what happens. It's still a long shot, no matter what, yeah. with that many teams. So, um, so go hockey. Let's do that hockey. 
Let's do that hockey. We can talk about baseball next if you would like. Sure. I know a lot about it. You uh, said you wanted to follow up with your teams, right? Uh, I mean, my team. I don't know a lot about it <laughs> at all, so I have to look it up. Okay. Um, I know the Mariners have been doing okay. Mm-hmm. I saw the Indians started doing pretty well. They were at one point in fourth, I saw. I'm not sure. Try and pay as a little attention. Yeah, no, that's cool. I understand. I just I saw that in a, in a tweet. That's about the extent that I follow baseball and hockey, for that matter. Is I'll see a tweet and I'm like, I need to remember the Indians are playing the Mariners. Oh, look at that! And the Mariners are winning, so suck my ass, Indians. Uh, Seattle's twenty and twenty, so they're literally doing exactly okay. Um, my wife texted me that I made it to the podcast because I walked here. Uh, yep. Uh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> to text um haha I have to actually lie lol so Seattle's literally doing okay the most okay you could do Cleveland is 21-16 which is good for second in their division central right Mm -hmm. and then I don't know anything else they're just in they're second in central I don't know what else (laughs) what I'm even looking at so um they're doing good Okay. Red's gone to 18 and 19, huh? Yeah. So they're also doing okay? Yeah. Was there anything else you want to say? Seattle's in third, and they're kind of not very close to second. So that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun little thing they had <laughs> going on. <laughs> I know the baseball season's long, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a fun ride. That feels like that ride might be exactly over. Indians, though. That's something for my wife's family to excited about let's hope not and browns fans to root for when the browns start sucking <laughs> i started taking some bets on the browns already did you i got a yeah. bet going right now that they're going to make it to the divisional not me not making this bet someone told me they're going to make it to the divisional round i said okay booked noted yeah i should be getting the odds here because i know this isn't a good bet you're probably gonna think i'm crazy definitely because they're definitely making the playoffs yeah i don't think they're gonna and my bet is that I think the Broncos will have a better record than them. Whoa. And, you know, I haven't been confident on the Broncos lately, so that's not like I'm a Broncos fan. If they get Aaron Rodgers, I, I would probably take your bet. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers make it a, sure, um, a more sure bet, but I'm confident either way. Because I think uh, okay. it's not because I think the Broncos are going to be the best thing in the world, but I think the Browns are not going to be nearly as good as people think. And then I think the Broncos underperformed, and they're the most – with the 49ers and most injured team last year and had a top two players out. Yeah. And they did good, I think, really good in free agency and decent in the draft. So, okay. Feeling good about it. He also thinks that they're going to do better in Seattle. So, yeah, this is why I started taking bets. A couple of reasons. Even if I lose, I've only taken one bet so far. I tried to get more, but Browns fans won't do it even though they say it's a uh-huh. sure bet, um, which is odd because that's free money. But, uh, I've only taken one bet so far, or they've only taken one of my bets. And the reason I'm doing it is because I could probably lose six of them, and I'd still be in the positive as far as my Browns bets for my life. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I feel pretty good about this. Yeah. And then also the first person I bet with, I was like, you know what? I just decided today that I need to ride this momentum of Browns fans thinking they're the shit for two seconds. Yeah. Why they think that? Super because, Bowl and stuff. Yeah, there's a matter of time till they don't think that, and 
they just fucking backfire and they won't make any bets and they'll be back to the same old Browns. Yeah. I'm so. afraid the NFL wants them to be the next big thing, though. That I hope not. So I definitely think there's some inner workings in the NFL, and I feel like they want the Browns to be the thing. So you think, like, they give – I don't know what I think. Some things are weird. That's all. I don't think there's anything – I don't think – I'm not a big conspiracy guy. I think games are played out how games are played out. But I, I think I think certain things are pushed, narratives. And I think uh, I've certainly heard a lot more about the Browns. That's for sure. I just think the NFL wants the Browns to be a, a, a thing. I hear you. So I, I think narratives are pushed. And that's about the extent that I think the NFL pushes things. Not here. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but going back to the NHL for a second. The Blue Jackets, I don't know if I told you this. They've, uh, Maybe. they've obviously, majority of their history uh, finished near the top of the draft, as in, like, getting the highest pick. And do you know they've never, not only have they not moved up a spot, because they do a lottery with the top, like, eight picks or whatever, mm-hmm. they've only not moved up a spot, but they've never um, stayed in their position. They moved back every single pick <laughs> in their entire history. I just don't okay. even see how that is mathematically it's possible. possible. Yeah. yeah. That is and, odd. And if you look, the teams that keep winning it are like the same five high market teams or the teams that are down and out and the NHL's like, Pittsburgh can't suck anymore. And then they got three. Yeah. Three. Columbus uh, is in a very exciting city. Yeah. Some bullshit. It's, yeah. And I'm not experienced here, guy. Just like I said, mathematically, that doesn't check out the odds of it. Or Money talks a lot louder. <clears throat> They're going to push, I don't know. They're going to push a lot of different things. So, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. There's yeah. some interesting things there. Yeah, we'll see if it changes this year because, again, we're in a lottery position. So. I think there's a reason a lot of weird things happen. It's like San Francisco keeps getting talked about when they've had one, made the playoffs once since, like, 2012 or something. It's because it's in California. They're a fucking huge place. Yeah. They went to the Super Bowl once, recently. Um, Pittsburgh always gets talked about. I don't know. It's odd. That it is. To uh, go to the MLB, though, the Reds, like you said, are right at right around 500. Um, for me, I'm still... 500, bros? I was going to say, I'm, obviously I would prefer to be better, but they were expected to be a bottom feeder this year and sticking around 500, which only puts them a few games out of the playoffs. And okay. They've obviously showed stretches of being able to potentially stick with any team. Mm-hmm. So unless they fall in like a long drought, I think they have a chance up to the end. Which cool, that's all that's, you want, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, they're playing the Rockies right now, and they just tied it. I literally just got a notification they tied it in the ninth inning, so Ooh. they were about to lose and tied it up. Um, I also got to see the Reds throw a no hitter against the Indians. I saw that. Well, I didn't see it, but I like, saw it on Twitter. Thankfully, I did because I won't lie, I wasn't watching the whole game. Oh, there we go. They, so, Mariners have played the Indians four times? Five times. Four. They've won two, and they're about to win three. Sorry. I know you're good. Um, no hitter. Yeah, I wasn't watching the game either, I won't lie, but then I got a notification that it was in the seventh inning, so I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch this. Cause there have been on, so many no hitters. Um, or perfect games or whatever. So, so there's been a couple. There's been more, a lot of close calls is probably why you've seen that. I, I thought I saw there was like already ten or something. Oh, if there is, I didn't know there's that many. Yeah, like which is more than 
ever at this point or something. I uh, talked about this on oh my God. our other podcast, and I said that I thought the Indians were the first team to ever have two no hitters in the same season. But I was like, I don't, I'm not confident in that, so I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't stick to it because they were the uh, the 15th team that had it done. It was the first time the Indians had it done, but we do have some potential here because no team has ever had it happen three times in the same season, and okay. we're 40 games into a 162 game season. So I'm really hoping some third team can come in there and give the Indians a new new record. You know? Sure. They're uh, let's see. No hurt. Oh yeah. So that also tied them for the fourth most no hitters thrown against them in the major league history. Okay. So another not good record, but another funny one for me. Yeah. Um, it was cool seeing a no hitter. I've only. In my lifetime, the Reds have uh, thrown three, and I've seen them all, not like from front to back, but I was able to watch them all at some point, so that was really cool to see, and I watched them on vacation, so that's how you know how much it meant. We were all having fun, but I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't miss this, and you're really going to go watch baseball? I'm, like, I'm not going to fucking miss this. The uh, only other thing I have to talk about is another Red suspension. I don't know if you heard about this one. Ooh. Believe it or not, I have not. The Reds just took the lead on a wild pitch. Ooh. Sounds like the Rockets are blowing it. So, this one happened probably a week ago. It was Amir Garrett, their pitcher. Um, he's been struggling a lot, I'm not going to lie. Okay. And then he uh, he's the kind of guy that likes to yell stuff and he talks a lot. So, he threw a strikeout. The guy walked back to the dugout. And then um, he faces him and starts screaming at him. And The pitcher? Yeah, the pitcher okay, does. Yeah. And... Again, I try and judge his things fairly. I think he was definitely talking trash. Reds fans said that he was just pumped up and was just yelling stuff. He wasn't yelling at the player, but I think he was probably talking trash. Definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But then where I think it becomes unfair is he does that, and the dude jumps over the railing and starts charging at him to fight him. Mm-hmm. And nobody actually throws punches, but you know, like the whole like pile together. Yeah. And then he gets uh, – Mir, Gar- Mir Garrett gets suspended five games, and nobody else gets anything. The instigator, was, right? He usually gets it. Yeah, but I feel like somebody – I mean, the instigator usually gets it, but other people usually get it for contributing to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like – I say I can admit that I think he was the one that started it and yelling, but somebody jumping over a railing to charge at you, I feel like that's – Are you allowed to charge the mound? Isn't that a thing? No, you're not allowed to, and even then it usually happens while you're batting, like okay. in the heat of the moment, but even then you're not supposed to. It's kind of just like a, something that happens sometimes. But it's not like a – not usually punished, right, to charge them out? Not usually, okay. but definitely from the dugout. You're not even allowed yeah, to leave yeah, the dugout. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, I'm just, I'm just being trying to get Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It just seems – I was talking to somebody at my work that's a Braves fan. He doesn't like the Reds, and he's like, yeah, I don't think I've heard of another suspension this year, and you guys have already had two, so I don't know what the league's doing. And he's like, both of them I think are pretty unfair too. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm glad – because most people I hear are Reds fans are everything is amazing and yeah. nothing's wrong, but I feel like there's something in between here. Neither seems unfair. It seems unfair that other people maybe not have gotten punished, but both suspensions have seemed warranted. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why I mean the ruling in it, like the, the overall ruling. Yeah. Is why I think it's a little odd. That one's not that crazy to me. Especially maybe they have like audio of what he said. Maybe he just was like way out of line. But I don't know. Those things always. Maybe the guy should have gotten suspended. 
for charging that would that would I guess would make sense too. Maybe not for all five games. Like maybe give him a couple or something. Yeah. I could see that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um I think that's all I had with baseball besides the Clippers just started our minor league baseball team. Ooh, I might go to a couple of those. I was gonna say, yeah, I like Clippers games. Oh, you know I'm down for that and they're as cheap as you can get. Oh yeah. And oh, uh I love Clippers games. I just love going to baseball games. They're already allowing 40% capacity, but starting June 2nd, they're going to be full capacity. Same with the Reds. and yep. so, Sure, that'll go great. I mean... Might as well take it all in when we can. I I don't think it's going to go back. I bet and masks will. I bet lower capacity will. I don't think so. I it's think, already uh, happening in other parts of the country, parts of the world. We'll see. I don't think so. I think all these companies and these sports teams that advertise that they care, kind of like talked about with the NFL. Oh, yeah, they don't give a shit. They want the money. Yeah, so yeah. I think as soon as they... I mean, the Reds they already the announced... For a little bit. The Reds announced June 2nd, uh, like the day after the mask mandate announcement. They announced that they'd be at full capacity starting June 2nd, which is literally the first day yeah. they can do it. And we're like, well, we won't wait it out. Or no. they're just like, let's go for it. Yeah, that, we'll see. I don't see it lasting. I see, It'll last for a little while, but I'm sure at least masks will come back. We'll see. I don't think so. Well, we'll come back to You'll be it. shocked. I would Literally, be. other parts of the world are locking down again. I would be shocked. I would, too. I wouldn't be. Literally we'll locking down. Canada, parts of Canada literally can't leave your house again. A mask I could see coming back pretty soon. If those numbers spike, Daddy DeWine's been pretty quick to slam the hammer. But we'll see. It is all about money. It has nothing to do with people's health. So, it's all about money. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like... I kind of wish we were doing this podcast and got your perspective because I feel like every person I talked to with every league that was going to start up told me it wouldn't happen and once it did how the season wouldn't finish and just kept no, telling me that. Would start up. Yeah, so I feel like I don't want to be a know-it-all but I'm, I, that's why I wish I had podcasts for when it was happening because everybody that I talked to was disagreeing with me and every season started and finished. So. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Yeah. I, just, I just don't think full capacity, no masks is going to last very long. But we'll see. We have it on video. Yeah. It'll be interesting to come back to. Um, and I'm not just saying just here, by the way. Like, maybe it does it in certain parts it continues. But I'm saying in places it'll start to shut down. I think... So I'm not saying, like, world, like totally all of it gets shut down. Like, I think people will start to do the increase, see it's a bad idea, and places will start to do it. Not everywhere will. But places will start to be like, yeah, maybe full capacity is not the right idea. Or maybe masks are a good idea. Yeah, we were talking about Ohio. That's why I said I don't think they will. I think maybe some places will, like California or places that. Yeah, I think Ohio could. I'd be interested to see what happens. Especially with how weird DeWine's been. So. We'll see. We'll uh, bet a pizza on it. Mm, I don't <laughs> want to bet anything on it. I have like a budget now, so. <laughs> it's not that I'm not. Confident as I literally don't have the extra money to do that with, so. So uh, the only other thing I think I had talked about besides the NFL was the crew. I'm sure you heard about this. Yeah. The uh, the rebrand. Yeah. I like it. Do you? Yeah. I don't know what the big deal is. Oh my god. I saw one picture. And it was sweet. Let me look at it again. I don't know if you're trolling me or not. The the yeah. Let me look at it. Let me make sure this is the picture I saw. It was cool. Oh, and what's changing? They added SC, the Columbus, and still called the Crew. What's such a big deal about that? We'll let you look up the logo and then we'll talk. How is that a big deal? 
if they change it from the crew, I could see that being a big deal. Like changing it to Columbus SC would be uh, be an issue. That's what they're doing. Okay, but they're still calling it the crew. That's the nickname, but yeah, it's not that crazy. So, you you wouldn't think that was odd if Seattle's like we're a Seattle football team. You can still call us the Seahawks, but our branding is the football team. I mean, FT. That would be weird because it doesn't sound cool either. But a lot of places are the are the the New York. Or I guess that's a bad example because they're the New York Red Bulls. But aren't a lot of places the city football team? They're becoming that, which is part of the issue. They're trying to make it more European. To yeah, yeah, that's what the Chelsea FC and yeah, 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 yeah. But that doesn't seem that weird to me because because it, it's it's what's happening in, in soccer. It'd be weird if a random football team just decided to do it because it's not the normal thing. Well, that's what always happened overseas, but that wasn't what happened in the last. And if you want to be your own brand, that's what they started out as. And this, yeah, that is cool. I don't like that either. Which I should have. Do you remember talking? The that's other, not that bad either. On a pennant, that's sweet. I don't think it's bad on a pennant or as like a secondary logo. But for that to be your new logo, I think that's terrible. What's their current logo? That's cool as shit. Crew ninety six. That's kind of bland. It looks like every other Cincinnati, Cleveland yeah, fucking bullshit. Yeah, see. And then that fucking little block they put in, or whatever the hell that is. Yeah, that is a little weird. But I like the Ohio thing. That's. I like this. Oh. I think I like this more than that. You're the first person I've heard to say that. And I love this. <clears throat> the crew see. is cool. Columbus Soccer Club sounds kind of gay, I'm going to be honest with That's you. That's their team name now. Um, which gay isn't meant to be a fucking slight on gays. It's just I fucking shouldn't have said it. I get it. Um, I don't fucking cancel me. I understand it was wrong. I like this. I I like that. I don't like that. I I don't like that. I really don't like the one on the left that you're pointing at the state. I don't get what it is though either. That should have been my first worry. Do you remember? When we talked about the stadium, I was like, I don't like these seats. I feel like they're trying to do like some design. Is this the design? I feel like that's what they're going for. That looks just like it. Uh, I feel like that's supposed to be throughout the stadium. I'd love that. So, if that's like a secondary logo. This is a sweet pennant and would look cool on a sleeve. Perfect. That's what I'm saying. So a secondary logo. Sure. And then this yeah. would also be good on a logo, on a jersey. Because most people just think the whole thing's atrocious. I can be fair. I I don't think the logo's that that's, bad. That's bad. Whatever that is, is bad. I think it's uh, perfectly good for a secondary logo. Is this the primary? Or this is primary. Yeah. And this is secondary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. The C is weird. Yeah, I hate it. I, uh, Columbus cool. Soccer Club is also not awesome. No, that's my least favorite part. That. And the called... rebrand is happening. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's in emotion. Okay. Yeah, they uh, put out a whole statement and everything. It's the Columbus Soccer Club. That they'll still be known as a crew, but they're the Columbus Soccer Club. So if you're known as a crew, you think you want the crew in your logo. It is weird. It's not that crazy to me. If if uh, if, if the rest of if the if MLS is doing that, it's not that crazy. If I, they were just randomly doing it, it'd be weird. I think that's the worst part. That's just going to become so bland. Just every team's going to be a SC or FC. And yeah. they already had they rebranded from the crew to the crew SC, and I was already like, that seems kind of unnecessary. But at least you stuck the crew, and you did SC, not FC, when you're literally in a league called Major League Soccer. FC sounds like the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. You're not in football; you're in soccer. You're saying that yourselves. Um, 
but yeah, people will absolutely hate the logo, which yeah, I've heard nothing you, good about it. Yeah, if you remember me talking with the uh, <clears throat> seats, I talked about crew fans will just do nothing but suck their dicks. But so even I'm those, kinda, I kind of liked, right? Yeah, you did. So maybe I'm just, see, maybe I'm so far away from the crew that I'm just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I have I, no blood ties to it. And I think that's the biggest issue. They're literally the first team in Major League Soccer history, and they're just removing the I name. See that issue? And yeah, they're. You want to hear their reasoning? Is it not because all oh, the MLS is moving to soccer club and we're doing it too? No, that's not it. And I think my worry and why I want to, don't want to criticize too much is because I'm thinking maybe the MLS is pushing it and that's they don't what, really that's have that's control. That's what it seems like, right? That's what it seems like, but um, the crew's making it seem like it's their own decision. So Oh, they probably have to, yeah. Um, I don't th- it doesn't seem like who was so excited about save the crew, save the crew. It doesn't seem like they'd be like, well, fuck, now we saved it, we got to switch it. It feels like it's coming top down. That's what makes no sense about it, that the crew's name became even more well-known and probably more well-known than ever because of that. Yeah. And you're probably going to think it sounds like an exaggeration, but worldwide, because soccer is so international. No, I'm sure. Yeah, that, I'm sure that. Or national. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, the people became so recognizable with that, and any um, person I've worked with that's foreign or um, anybody that's immigrant here that I've talked to about uh, sports, they most of the time don't even know who Ohio State is, which you know yeah. how crazy that seems, but that's because – that just does not translate over. They're trying to make football. Yeah. But soccer's, you know. Yeah, and the crew are cool. good. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're the first team in MLS, which I've heard multiple people tell me that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know that. But, like, they're excited about that because they know that. And history matters so much overseas with soccer. That, yeah, um, yeah I think it's usually a rebrand is the point of it is to revitalize something or get more attention to it when you're struggling a little bit. And Is it? Yeah, that's usually when they do it. Like okay. the last time the crew did when they went with the new logo last time, the Crew SC, it was because they started struggling with attendance. And I didn't even know they were called the Crew SC. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be more opposite right now. They're coming off a championship. They have all momentum from Save the yeah. Crew. They have a new stadium. That's why it feels they, top down. It doesn't feel like it's coming in from their internal. I hope no not, way. especially because everything – that the new ownership has done since they've been here has been so obviously catered to fans and like going out yeah. of the way to not be like MLS and to show that they're just kind of the fans are running it, even though it's obviously millionaires yeah. running it. Um, but it seems so backwards. And I guess they had um, the Nordec, which is like the supporter section at the crew games. They had a meeting with them and they uh, showed them a new logo for everybody else. And they said that, um, the supporter section teared into them and said that oh, yeah. if they did it, that it would fall it's apart. because their bloodline is so ingrained in the crew, the logo. Of course they're going to rip it apart. Anything new, they're going to rip apart. Yeah, I think that's what makes it weird, though, is that they actually took the feedback to care about what they said and then just seemed like they completely ignored it and abandoned it. That points even more to it's not their decision. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, well, There's no I, way. Um, I don't know. It's all. It's so crazy. I mean, the timing of it makes no sense. They're already going to July 3rd play in the new stadium, which seems kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Because. Giving such a weird noise in my left headphone. This is the whole time it's been happening. Huh. They're going to switch to uh, 
a new stadium midway mm-hmm. through the season. And I've never seen a rebrand mid-season, and that's what they're doing. It's like official now. That's their new logo. But the weird part is they haven't put it on jersey or anything, so they're rocking it. Yeah. But they're and they're selling merchandise, but they're not wearing it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to transition to a new stadium that's called Crew Stadium, and the old st- stadiums, historic Crew Stadium, is what they're calling it now. But they're the Columbus Soccer Club, and they're not the Crew, even though you can call them that. They're it's officially just, nicknamed the Crew, though, right? So you can call it yeah. Crew Stadium. Yeah, but it just seems fucking weird. And eventually, after so many, so much time, it overall sticks around this long. People aren't going to know it as a crew because everything's going to be advertised as a soccer club and SC. That people aren't going to know what the crew is. Unless they brand it as such. They have the crew logo. They just have to put yeah, it on that's, shit. That's all they got to do. They could they could make it right. Hey, we're going to rebrand. We're called the Columbus Soccer Club. But for the love of God, we're it's the crew stadium. We're going to have the word the crew on our shit. We're going to sell shirts to say the crew, but it'll say Columbus SC. They can make it right. See, I've seen that argument, but if that's the argument, then Why put, change crew, it? Yeah, put crew in your logo if it crew is essential it's, to you. Then it has to be from top down. Or it wouldn't, you know what I mean? They probably have to rebrand. So, the GM said the reason. I thought this was a parody thing, but <laughs> this is real. Um, so, they switched from the crew, and he just says a crew, but they are the crew SC already, to Columbus SC because they want to be recognized worldwide, which was already my argument. I think it is more than any sports team yeah, in Ohio. Sure. And his argument was that if people hear Columbus SC, they'll know that it's uh, Columbus's one soccer club, but if they hear Columbus crew, that implies there's crews around and not just one. And you won't know where it is. As like, that makes no fucking sense. There's only one crew I know of in all of sports. There's a minimum of 14 Columbuses in the country. Yeah. There's Columbia, South Carolina, which I know isn't Columbus, but that's very Columbia SC. And I think that would be ten times more confusing overseas. And then what makes it more silly is they're trying to get a USL team here, which is essentially the minor league team for Major League Soccer, to mm-hmm. play at the old crew stadium. And I feel like that would have been prime time to have that logo be their team and mm. call it the soccer club if you want. And I was hoping that's what it was, that people were misguided about where this was heading. But that's not the case. Give it fucking two years. They'll be back to, oh, we're the vintage, throw the crew jerseys, and they'll just fucking go back to the crew. I hope so, but at the same time, I don't want – I'm not the Browns and Bengals for that, that – I'd be happy to have it back, but it's annoying that you do that and then act like it's a big deal come back. No, just fucking stick with it. If you're well, they're going to get so much horrible feedback for so long that I feel like they'll have to. The good news, potentially, is that hopefully it's already happening. The Nordec put out a big statement today that said uh, the um, ownership has reached out to the Nordec and wants to have a meeting with them about the yeah. rebranding. Okay, so give it maybe two months. <laughs> Let's hope. I don't. I, I like the logo. That's crazy. I get why I don't, you don't want to change the logo of the the other one. Didn't what, wasn't it at one point it was people like in yeah head. that's what it originally was and I like that but I get I get the first rebrand people hated on, on it at the time but I understood that because it was cool but I think it was a time and place kind of thing it was evolving and 
is getting outdated real fast. But I think the one they had before, the current one, or the new one, I guess now, I think is still very modern, looks more sleek than majority of logos. Yeah, I don't know. I like them. I think it looks pretty modern, looks sweet. Looks, uh, yeah, it looks cool. I like it. And I feel like there's nothing about that logo that tells you where it is or what that means. No, it looks like every other Ohio team now. The C. Or the one place with the T and the C. And yeah, baseball. so I think it's all fucking backwards. I think this Hockey. meeting... Baseball. Yeah. I think this meeting hopefully is what you're saying, that it's a matter of time until they change it. I'm worried that they're meeting with them and be like, guys, this is what it I is. I don't think it's going to change, yeah. I think they might bring back like a like a throwback version. I don't think it'll I think it'll be these plus that one. Yeah, see I don't I don't think that's enough. I feel like crew has to be Yeah, I agree. Part of your something like identity. Not happen, and Give like I said, point. I don't even hate the logo as much as other people do. I think it's perfectly fine for a secondary, but for that to be what's front and center I think is not good at all. Like, I think it would look really yeah, cool on his shoulder. Or I like, think it would uh, look sweet on his shoulder. It would look cool on his shirt. I've seen some merchandise that didn't look that good to me. And the hats look awful. You're using that uh, the yellow logo on the... It this just one? looks like a... No, on the other one. Yeah, it that, looks like That a, makes sense. That would be the hat, just like every other fucking C team in Ohio. It looks like the Indians logo mixed with the Pirates, which sounds fucking terrible. And also looks like an actual baseball hat, not a soccer hat. I don't hate that at all. I don't. Um, I think both are fine, but I could totally see these coexisting. You know what I mean? That's like, this is on your front. That's what like what you're saying. Like yeah, this is what you wear, and then like fucking on your sleeve is that thing. Those could totally coexist. And since they haven't actually started wearing it, like they start starts on merchandise, but the team is still wearing the current logo. That has to be like a printing thing. Like they make a certain amount of jerseys or something, and they just haven't, like they haven't run out of that inventory. Yeah. I don't mind it. I know. I know. I'm in the minority there. I know I am. But I also don't. My blood doesn't bleed black and gold. So you almost said gray there. I did. <laughs> I did. Um. Well, I think that's how I had on that. I could go on. It's interesting. I want to see how it go, turns out. But yeah, well, I, I don't hate it. I could see. I, but again, knowing how passionate crew fans are, I could see why they're a huge uproar. Because those are some of the most, those are like the Browns fans of fucking, they're just so cutthroat and so heartfelt. They've gone through good and bad. I get it. I just don't have those ties. So I think it looks cool. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah, I'm just surprised because I talked the other, last week, whenever that was, about the seats. And I told you I was in minority because crew fans, they're passionate, but they usually are just so supportive. They don't want to say anything bad about them because they love them. Yeah. Maybe like, they've had enough. Going good. Maybe they've had enough. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just to get to a tipping point. And they, they tipped it with changing the name, which I guess makes sense. They've always been the crew. Yeah, that was another thing I think the GM, everything they've done, like I said, has been like catered to fans and just fed into it, which I think is what the team needs right now. But he said that um, you might lose fans doing this, but losing 8,000 fans to gain 14,000 fans is always a positive. And I was like... If it works that way, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, business-wise, obviously more is better, but 14,000 fans that maybe gen like can generally care about it and aren't going to be your diehard fans, like opposed to 8,000 that are there no matter what, Yeah. then... I don't think they see that that way. 
business standpoint. Which is sad, but it's the true. I feel like a business should think that, not even just like care about your fans. I'm saying those are people that are going to spend the most money and be there. So even if it is less, that's like a a more sure thing that you're going to have money coming in no matter what. Opposed to 14,000, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll go to a game sometimes. Mm, How many know. of those fans are going to be diehard? Maybe like half at most. Probably not, but I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like More numbers is always going to be better. So, at least for the meantime. Yeah, for the meantime, but how long, you know? In two years, then. You could gain a shitload. I mean, you could gain a shitload of loyal fans from all over the place. Yeah, I guess that's also going with that narrative. I don't think that changing to Columbus SC gets more fans. I'm saying that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, I can see it happening. But it's good to branch out. You don't just need the dog pound. Cleveland needs other fans. Oh, no, it is. I think that's one negative crew fans have is that they say they're. What are they called? The Nordeck. That's what they call themselves? Yeah. God, it needs to be cooler. No, it's the North End. No, I know why it is. It just cool. needs to be cooler. I like it. It's lame. <laughs> it's dog pound. Lame, lame, but it's kind of cool. It'd be lame if it was like uh, if they just came up with it. But I think it's cool since it's like a yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's been there forever. Yeah. I think the Seahawks called the Hawks Nest. It's kind of cool, but kind of lame. But I guess what else can you do? Yeah. I guess uh. The only reason we had to talk about is football, eh? Yeah. Draft. That's right. We were there yeah, for the second day. Yeah, two in rounds two and three. Yep. You want to talk about it? I talked about it on the other podcast. Did you? I can talk about more. I'm just saying. Um, Give us some time to talk. Um, it, was, it was an experience, for sure. Um, I think I'm just learning more about myself that I just – I don't love big crowds. Uh, we, I also, it was fun. Like it was cool. We got to go to like this little rink-a-dink re- restaurant and get $7,000 for like a sandwich. And we got to see, I got, I got to actually see a Seahawks pick, which I thought they would trade out. You got to see Broncos picks. We all got to see a pick at least one. Um, albeit from very far away, but we got to see the picks in person. Um, that's where my good points ended. I, I, I didn't love it. Um, there was a shitload of people, which which I knew there would be, but I didn't get to do any of the things I wanted to do there. And that's the thing that really made me sad. I literally went there. It was also fucking freezing. I went there with the hopes of doing the, the dash, 40-yard dash, the field goal kicks, the Hail Marys, the <laughs> look at all the trophies and I don't know buy some cool Seahawks shit uh-huh. and I bought a fucking Cleveland draft football and a pair of socks oh and a hat that I didn't even like <laughs> um, and I didn't get to do any of the things so uh, that's a mixture of eh, it, was, it was us doing bad timing we said we'd do it later we didn't know they closed earlier than the draft ended so um, it was yeah. It was cold. Seahawks only picked once. The view sucks, except for your view. You yeah. got into an incredible view, and they just would not let us in. That pissed me off more. Oh no, I was bummed for you guys. Uh, so so like I, my fun level. So we got there. I was like, yes, we're gonna do all these <laughs> things. Oh, you can't do any of those things. That sucks. 
oh, Seahawks have one pick. I knew that, but I thought they would trade out of it, so they got a pick. So I was like, oh, okay. You have to wait 67 hours to see anything else. It's freezing. Uh, Casey gets in. <laughs> we don't. Um, so it was my last draft, for sure. I don't think I'll have to go to another one. No? No. Oh, man. Yeah, I, don't, I, I had I, – I had, I had, yeah, I would never go to another one. <laughs> It was. It wasn't even close to the threshold of wanting to go to another one. So yeah, I kind of feel more opposite. That sucks. Um, it would have to be like in my backyard. Not in Seattle. Uh no. Really? Because I'd want to see Seattle instead. Hmm. I wouldn't want to go to the draft. I feel like I've now seen all the drafts. Because the setup's gonna be pretty similar. It's gonna be probably the same things to do. Probably won't get to do them then either. Maybe they'll have actual real merchandise next one. Yeah, though. that merch sucked ass. Yeah, I really thought. Did, nothing was branded. 2021 in fucking Cleveland. Me too. All the merch was terrible. The only mm-hmm. thing I found was a fucking football. That was $40, which is cheaper than the $150 ones they were charging yeah. for. That said NFL Draft Cleveland. So I bought it. Um... The experience of seeing a, a NFL draft pick who I think will make the team and do really well live in person is cool. But that is a, a just that much out of the whole thing of the experience. So, yeah, I, I was, it, was, it was my last draft. I'm glad I went once. I, I won't do it again. <laughs> I hear you. But, the, but we got to do it. So, that's that. Yeah. We got to do it with friends. It was cool. We got some pizza. Got some pizza. Oh, I almost forgot. Did you tell the story already? Yeah, I feel like I didn't. Like you said, other people might be listening, and I don't know if I told it completely. Oh, my God, dude. You're going to have to help me. Okay. Um, So maybe probably the best part of the whole draft was going to this pretty below-average pizza place. Um, it was drunk as shit pizza. Like, this pizza's for people that get fucking hammered and eat pizza at 3 in the morning. Did Cody tell you how mad he was that you uh, had this observation at that pizza place? What? Yeah, he loves it. Oh, why is he mad at me for that? Well, not genuinely uh, mad, but like... It's drunk pizza. That's what it is. It's greasy as shit, always ready at 3 in the morning pizza. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not a fucking sit down nice restaurant pizza place you know what i mean it was so nice and multiple people fell asleep there that's what the, the pizza down. the pizza was fine like it was fine pizza the oh man i can't wait for the cinnamon sticks um and i, I ate like three pieces of it like it was good it was good for what it was cheap as shit drunk pizza it's just like uh it's just like mikey's, mikey's late night but oh, it's actually good you. okay in comparison. But Mikey's is always around. is for people that are fucking hammered. They put pieces of American cheese in between. Like, it's just... It's not a fucking nice pizza place. It's just not. But the pizza's fine. The experience was incredible. So we go there. We eat some pizza. We see one guy asleep. And he's asleep for a long time. The entirety of our time there, actually. But he gets kicked out eventually, right? He gets woken up. Gets kicked out. Another guy comes in at the same spot. And falls asleep. Different fucking dude. Maybe that's why I only noticed one guy. Cause it's the exact it was the spot. exact same spot. I thought you guys were saying there's like two sleeping there at the same time. And before we finish this whole story, we weren't there that long. No, probably like an hour. Probably maybe an hour. 
Probably, probably an hour. Um, I'll get to the really good part. We got you got cinnamon sticks, so the pizza was good. I I, I keep shitting on the pizza, right? The pizza was good. Uh, it was just again so you could you, you pick it up and it's literally dripping with grease. Um, I'm fine with that. It's just that's not like it's not like classic or or like some of these fucking really nice. You know what I mean? Like they're not really nice, but like this is high quality pizza. This is clearly low quality, just drunk pizza. The cinnamon sticks, however, were <laughs> so bad. <laughs> they tasted like there was salt on them, right? What were we saying? Uh, you said salt. They were like there were breadsticks that they fucked up. And we're like, oh, shit. These are supposed to be cinnamon sticks. And so they just put a little bit of cinnamon on them and gave you a lot of cream. The icing. The icing was good. The cinnamon sticks were actually pretty good when you put <laughs> icing on them. But if you just licked it, licked it, a little ASMR, mm-hmm. uh, it tasted like fucking you're licking salt, just straight salt. And it was terrible. The cinnamon sticks by themselves were awful. In the cream, cream makes everything good. Icing. Cream makes everything good. Um, so that's, and, and we kind of went on for that for a long time, right? With the salt. It was kind of crazy. I think we were also slap happy. It was very late. Um, like even re- recounting the story now, it's like not very funny. Um, but that's just the kind of place this was. Some guy came up to here and argued the Browns are better than the Seahawks. And I, I, you know, had to shut that down. Uh, more importantly that Russell Wilson isn't good. Uh, so that guy was stupid. Um, Two guys fell asleep, and they just kind of let them sleep. Cinnamon sticks tasted like breadsticks. They fucked up. The pizza was fine. Um, now, the, 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 the creme of the crop of this place. Again, an hour. And we experienced all this already. Talking about Russell Wilson, Seahawks, Browns. Um, two guys falling asleep. Cinnamon sticks are totally breadsticks. I ate three pieces of pizza in this time. Our buddy, my buddy. Your, your your new acquaintance, Justin, uh, went to take a piss. And he saw a guy, who turned to the video, podcast listeners. Like that. Like that, on the toilet, right? And he and so he came back, he's like, oh shit, someone's on the toilet. They're pooping. Oh shit, I get it. Bop. And then he goes back a little while later, and he's still there. In that same position. So he's like, oh, shit. And he goes to the guy that works there. Hey, there's someone on your toilet passed out. And we started making jokes. This guy's fucking dead. (laughs) Bless you. This guy's fucking dead. For sure. Yeah, I think I was the first one who made that joke. Not taking pride in that. I was like, oh, damn. (laughs) And we made the joke that he's fucking dead. And the dude comes out. Hey, is this somebody's boy... He's leaking blood. What the fuck? And then we actually thought he was dead. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh shit, my joke sucks now. Yeah, it was a (laughs) fucking real life death joke. But he wasn't dead. He came stumbling out of the bathroom, falling on himself. Got kicked out. He got beat up by a bunch of people or something. And I guess put in the bathroom. I don't know how he got there. The story didn't line up. I wanted to ask him questions, but it seemed like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but he walked out and turned the way that we had to go, and he just started walking normally also. And he just went on his merry way. We don't know what happened to him. I think 
he, I think he probably didn't last much longer. That's sadly. my thought. Is something <laughs> bad happened to him, <laughs> or he was really fucked up, which which I'm assuming is the case anyway. Um, but no, we thought we definitely saw a dead guy. Well, at least Justin saw a dead guy, and we experienced and moderately joked about a death. Yeah. But that happened in like an hour. And then we had to drive home and just wonder about that guy. It was awesome. That part was incredible. I was laughing like the whole time. And then it got like really serious. And then he came out and everything was kind of funny again. It was such a crazy. I like the pizza more thinking back about it now. Um, Maybe we should go there and try and recapture that moment. We definitely won't recapture it, but I would try the pizza again. Because, again, it was good late-night pizza. It was perfect late-night pizza, actually. It's not pizza you get at 4 o'clock on a Sunday. It's pizza you're like, ah, oh, fuck. It's like Happy's. Like, oh, this pizza kind of sucks, but it's also kind of really good because it's 3 in the morning. Happy's is always good if you get a mac and cheese pizza. So, that's that's the draft story. Is The draft kind of sucked, whatever. The pizza was awesome. The draft story is Guy's Pizza. Guy's Pizza, that's what it's called. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't remember what it was called. That's how unmemorable it was. Speaking of which, guys, pizza, you know what I'm saying? What? They'll get it later. Um, so, should we uh, talk about the draft itself then? Yes, like, I'm down for that. The not just the, the picks. I don't want to say I'll never go to the draft again. I was being pretty harsh. I might do it again. But I, there would have to be like a guarantee as soon as we get there. We're getting in line for the things. Because that part did. It, it, I think that really shot me down pretty far. So, yeah, we can actually talk about the draft. Okay. Um, Seahawks one was short, but they did a lot in the undrafted process. Okay, you want to cover that first? Well, that's what I'm asking. You had more draft picks. I don't know how you're undrafted, if you're even going to go into the undrafted people. I'm not just because I'm not going to lie. I didn't know much about them. Normally I do, like in other past seasons. Yeah. But this year I didn't know much about him, so I'm not going to act like I did. I'm not saying you're acting like that. Cause no, you're... I definitely had to look some of them up for oh, sure. Okay. There's only a couple I'm really excited about okay. that I actually knew about before. So, And I won't go, go into all of them because I let my phone die while I was in the middle of doing my prep. And I forgot to finish after it died. So I, there's one guy left off who's a, a Renton, Washington native who's on the team that I'm excited about. Um, be next Philip Lindsay. He won't make the team. Oh. He might, but uh, so if you're not going to go into undrafted, I have 13 guys. Okay. Plus the three draft, so I have 16. Okay. So I feel like I should go last. Oh boy. All right. So I don't have to if you don't want me to. Oh, I, no, I don't really it. care. Okay. So I'll start overall. I think. Um, Ooh, which draft grade? Draft grade. I would say. Uh, B minus. Okay. Something. Yeah. I think some of the picks are really good. I think uh, not taking a quarterback like everybody made fun of before was the right call. I told you I did, that was my biggest worry that they would take a quarterback. Yeah. Even thinking Justin Fields is amazing, how cool it would be to have Ohio State quarterback, I still didn't want it to happen. So, he's, a, he's a prospect guy. Yeah. He's a project guy. And behind a, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And we see how that's going with somebody with a little bit of experience. So yeah. giving somebody with less experience sounds like a terrible idea. He would be doomed to fail. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think Chicago's gonna be much better for him. Yeah, but they do have the quarterback wizard Matt Nagy. They also have they call him. the best right tackle who switched to guard ever, Jermaine Effetti from Seattle. There you go. So, um, so that was my biggest thing, is that 
they didn't do the thing they didn't do was the thing I was most excited about. Yeah. And I think their biggest need going to why I just talked about quarterback was offensive line. But like I said, I think it's the hardest thing to get in the draft. So they didn't do much to improve yeah. that, but I also can't really criticize them. I like I had a little bit because I think they should have done more in free agency before they got to the draft. But that's the yeah. yeah. But you can only judge a draft off what the draft is. Yeah. So their first pick, they took uh, Patrick Sertan, the cornerback out of Alabama. I hate Alabama, but I think it's, I think he's a, not a lock, but close thing you can get to a lock as, um, yeah. as it gets as a cornerback, and he's a little taller than the cornerbacks they picked up in free agency, which was one of the knocks they had against it. Not that short uh, cornerbacks can't do anything, but when that's all you have, I don't know how you're going to defend like a, a top tier tall I, receiver. I have an interesting theory about that. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get into it? Sure. Okay. I think the NFL is switching um, to fast, smaller guys. Like the stereotypical corner and receiver used to be Julio Sherman. You know what I mean? Those are two guys, obviously, you know, both tall, over six foot, long arms, big body. DK's big. There's a lot of big guys, right? But this, who's always talked about now? Tyreek. Uh, who's all the Rams guy? Um Cole Beasley, not on the Rams, obviously, but he's always talked about. Edelman was always talked about. Um, who's the Cooper Cup is the Rams guy. Yeah. Um, Rocket's small. <laughs> People like these shifty small guys, and I think they're getting really hard to cover on the outsides because usually those were always slot dudes. And now they're lining them up on the outside. And these fast-breaking routes, these tall receivers, are really good at defending. But they're not very good at you know what I mean? Shimmying. So I think the NFL is moving toward these smaller, quick, fast fucking – what's that fucking word I'm looking for? Um, agile? Yeah, yeah, sure. Guys okay. who aren't as lanky because that was a lot of the draft was smaller guys. So I don't know. It's just, it seems like the projection the NFL is going is, is, is quick – motion receivers in the end it's like college literally turning into college motion guys small speedy guys get the ball in their hands in two yards they go off for 40 tall ass dudes aren't going to be able to keep up with that so that's my theory i hope you're right i think my only worry is if you have no tall cornerbacks the first time that they have somebody that's not that kind of player and they have yeah some six three some six, dk four. metcalf some julio jones yeah you're just you have you i know short isn't the only thing that matters it matters your um, your uh, fucking vertical, everything. Vertical, arm length. So even if you're short, you can make up for it, but I don't think that's always the case. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, Oops. I, I, think, I, just, uh, yeah. I think the, the DKs and the Julios are becoming less and less. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good thing because they have kind of both that now. And a lot of people criticize them in general for taking so much defensive back, but uh, or so much in the defensive backfield, but I think it's a good call. Like I told you in – they made those free agent signings. Most of them are for short term, and some of them are getting older, so they're kind of weird signings. So I think it makes a lot of sense to go young. Have, yeah, younger players come in, and if those players do really good, re-sign them or work from there. Um, but Vic Fangio, that's the main thing. He knows his defense, so hopefully your theory is right because that's something that they haven't struggled with really. Yeah, if there's one thing I would trust Denver on, it's secondary. Yeah, and uh, Von Miller. Yeah. So their next pick in the second round was uh, Javante Williams, the running back from North Carolina. 
I won't lie, I didn't know much about this guy before they drafted him, but other people freaked out, and I watched his highlights, and they were pretty crazy. We've seen that a lot, and it doesn't always translate to the NFL, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And I think you could have still kept Philip Lindsay and used this pick with something else, but sure. it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> and then they took a cut off here, Quinn, Mine, Quinn Miners, right? The dude who I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I cut off there, but the offensive guard from Wisconsin. And yeah, I was going to say. Freak. Yeah, um, I've watched some of those videos since he got drafted. It's he's it's a little uncomfortable. Crazy, but... <laughs> yeah. I wanted him bad. We got another freak of nature though, so I'm good. Yeah. So that's uh, the one offensive lineman they took in general. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. They got good value too. I think he was yeah, projected to go a little earlier. And then uh, he was a third round pick. If I didn't say that, their next third round pick was Ohio State player Baron Browning, linebacker. Um, think it's about where he should have gone and he's a high state player so it's cool for me but um i think this is probably where he should have gone but i think he has upside to prove to be a lot higher than that so higher state is inconsistent but when he is on mm -hmm. it was hard to stop him in general so we'll see how that pick turns out and uh they obviously need a linebacker at some point because von miller's not gonna stay there forever yeah and who better to sit behind you if he's not playing than von miller so correct and playing bradley chubb's not gonna hurt either and then uh, the they didn't have a fourth round pick. Well, they made trades, so went to the fifth round. Took Caden uh, Stearns, and uh, he's a safety from Texas. And then immediately after in the fifth round, took Jamar Johnson, another safety from Indiana. So um, we have some safety concerns. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and then sixth round pick, they took uh, Seth Williams, wide receiver from Auburn. I again, not gonna lie, I didn't know his name, but watching his highlights, giving the sixth round pick seemed like a crazy value. Whether that again translates to the NFL. There's so much value this draft. Yeah. Um, and then they finished the rest of the draft with uh, all defense in the seventh round, three picks. It was uh, Kerry Vincent from LSU, and then Jonathan Cooper from Ohio State, and Marquis Spencer, a defensive end from Mississippi State. Um, I don't know about the other two dudes. Do you know about guy from LSU? No, okay. not really. I know it, he was on the championship team. Oh, okay. So, I think if you're picking anything from that team, you're going to get a – at any point in time in the draft, you're getting some sort of value. That yeah. team was fucking stupid. Okay. So, I don't I don't know much about them, though. I think all um, the big names from that team are now gone to the NFL, so. I, uh, I thought Jonathan Cooper, I'm sure his value wasn't higher. I just – from watching him at Ohio State, I thought he'd be like a fifth-round pick. He was probably – if they got him in the seventh round, he would probably value lower. But watching him, I would have thought he would go a couple rounds higher. And uh, I can't remember the last time or if ever I've seen the Broncos take two Ohio State players, so just personally it was kind of cool to see. Yeah. And being there for that was even cooler. And having it in Ohio, as much as I hated Cleveland, yeah. it was cool being there for that. Yeah. So I said there's things I would change and probably should have the draft board in front of me. I know as this happened, there's stuff I wanted happening that they missed on. But Yeah. But overall, I think uh, a B minus, what I would say. Okay. That's nice. My turn. Go for it. I think Seattle did well. I think we had three needs. Okay. Line, line, O-line, receiver, and corner. And we literally took a lineman, a receiver, and a corner. Just not in that order. Uh -huh. So I think that's the thing that people had problems with. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a big guy of just take the number off, like where they got drafted. Be like, hey, you guys need a lineman, a uh, corner, and receiver. They drafted each one. Oh, cool. Yeah. It shouldn't necessarily matter. <clears throat> 
his value and all that shit's whatever. Yeah. Um, so with the first pick, we didn't pick until. Let me get my notes out. Oh my god, I didn't put it down. Pick the third round, second round, second round, and we took a receiver. Um, a five foot ten receiver. And I'm fine with this. I think this is a great pick. He was Mel Kuyper, I think, best uh, receiver available at the time. So, like, value-wise, he was yeah. there. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted Terrace Marshall from LSU because I like him. Um, but we got this guy, who I didn't know anything about. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but he runs a 4-4-40. He is small, but he's 185 pounds. So the dude is, like, kind of built. But what we need in Seattle's offense is we needed a quick tight end that gets yards after catch. We went and we got Gerald Everett. Perfect. It, from And we got the Rams passing coordinator or whatever for offense coordinator. So that's already a perfect fit. We have DK Metcalf, the big burner. We have Tyler Lockett, the, literally the perfect receiver for Rose Wilson. So we need a third guy on those little dump-offs, those drags, because Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are going to run these routes all day. We need someone down here that we never had. Now we have Everett, and we have Eskridge. And this motherfucker is get him the ball, and he's going for 20. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait to watch him. Awesome pick. I loved it. I have, like, a lot of stats on these guys. Is that an issue? No, I'm looking at my phone just trying to look stuff up for the Broncos while I'm looking at it, so no go for it. Um, Also, I just realized those were the stats for – um, Trey Brown. He is 5'9". So even shorter. Even shorter. He was loved uh, at the Senior Bowl, I think. Um, he's 5'9", 190 pounds. So he's even fucking heavier. Um, round 2, pick 56. He was... I meant to put all this shit in. I don't know why I didn't. Um... As a true freshman in 2017, he only played in 12 games, uh, 121 yards, seven average, one touchdown, six carries, 60 yards. So he had carries. And that was his sophomore year, or freshman year, true freshman. Um, he started all 12 contests in 2017 with 30 receptions, 500. And he was on, um, what team was he on? Oh, Western fucking Michigan. So, like, whatever. Um, 30 receptions, 500 yards, 16.9 average. Four carries for 13 yards, so he's not much of a carrier, I guess. Seven of 11 in 2018 for 776 yards, 20-yard average. Started, He started at receiver and corner in 2019. He wanted to play corner just to be more competitive. Um, He got, he got injured. He broke his collarbone. Uh, he then returned to a receiver full-time in 2020, garnering first-team All-Mac honors on offense as a kick returner. This is where I think he's going. He's a special teams badass as a gunner and a kick returner. Um, he led all. The, he led the FBS with 213 all-purpose yards per fucking game. Um, ranked fourth with 130 receiving yards per game. And he went to the Senior Bowl and and, and fucking banged it out. So this oh. dude, I'm excited about. And I think he's the perfect fit for this system. This new Waldron offense we're gonna run. And I, I put in here why the NFL is going smaller. He, I think people like him is the reason. Because 
a guy like Sherman would never be able to cover. It, even prime Sherman probably could, but I think he would still get away more times than he wouldn't. Just those big lanky bucks. Yeah. So Trey Brown, speaking of the NFL going smaller, was our he's four three. He's five ten. 185 pounds. This is the guy. Um, he played in 14 games with one start as a true freshman. Two pass breaks up. Two pass breakups. 12 tackles. Nothing crazy. He then the next year, uh, 12 pass breakups. 58 tackles. Six were lost. Two sacks in fucking 13 games with eight starts. That's crazy. Second team all Big 12 kick returner. You see what we're doing here? No more Tyler Lockett back there returning fucking kicks. He's he's getting older. He broke his leg. He's just not as good. So we need quick little fuckers. All 14 games as a, as a junior, 40 tackles, one interception, 11 bra- breakups. Um, voted him second team all-conference after he accepted, or intercepted three passes, led the team with six pass breakups, and recorded 31 tackles and 10 starts. Um, he got invited to the Senior Bowl and was fucking everywhere. I think he had... Like the lowest, I don't want to get the stat wrong. I don't think he let anything on him at the Senior Bowl. I don't think a single pass happened. But that could be wrong. You can fact check me on that. Don't fact check me on this because it's 100% correct. And all of the draft, PFF rated him with the lowest passer rating allowed out of any corner. That's crazy awesome. Mm -hmm. And this is going to sound stupid for NFL, but in college, this is crazy. He has never allowed anything over 70 yards. In college, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. In NFL, it's like, oh, that's okay, I guess. That's fucking crazy in college. Um, everyone said if he was two inches taller, he'd be a first rounder. But he's 5'10". Um, but he's going to be awesome on special teams, and I think he has a chance to make the teams the starting quarter. He's going to be awesome. And he has, he's one of those guys that Pete Carroll loves that, like, He's really handsy. Like, he's he's so handsy that he'll get too aggressive and get penalties, which that's coachable. But he is all about – he's super sticky. He, he, like, can follow every route. Crazy breakups. Like, it's just nuts how for how small he is, how tall he can get. And and he has good ball skills, which we desperately need. Uh, uh, Griffin never had ball skills. He was good at covering, but he never had ball skills. Um, I think DJ Reed, who is also short – so Seattle's totally switching their offense or their defense, which makes sense because the Rams, quick passing short fuckers. The 49ers, quick passing short fuckers. The Cardinals are led by a short fucker throwing to old fuckers and short fuckers, right? This sounds like a really disgusting point. <laughs> and then, okay, so I'm excited. I'm excited about those two picks. Crazy, because I think they're immediate starters. Trey Brown might be a little bit farther out, but he's a huge contributor on special teams and kick returns. But so, but maybe a starter on, on defense. This motherfucker. We traded. We had two picks in the sixth and seventh. We traded up into the sixth to get Stone Forsyth. This motherfucker's name is Stone. He was projected to go into the third or fourth round. The reason that he fell is because his run blocking is not good. So he wasn't a stone. He's a stone in pass blocking. This guy is six foot eight, three hundred and seven pounds. He's huge. He's built like the perfect left tackle. He just needs to. He, so his big knock is he's bad at run blocking. 
he'll get past his first guy, but as soon as he gets into the second level, like to get a linebacker or a safety, he's like, he doesn't really know what to do, so he'll fuck up. He used all of his energy. Maybe. Um, and he's so fucking big, sometimes he can get a little off balance. But in runs run, and pass blocking, which again is showing a philosophy change with Pete Carroll, when in the last, even you would know this, like he's always favored running over passing. Well, not always. Uh-huh. You know, I just... Yeah, but he's always yeah. favored the guys that can provide uh-huh. good running. <laughs> Boo. Uh, and now he's getting a new offensive coordinator that's crazy about passing. He's getting Russell Wilson weapons. There's a philosophy change happening, and he fucking tr- drafted a guy that sucks at run blocking. Um, He's going to learn under Dwayne Brown, which is – he's a – He's probably not a Hall of Fame level left tackle, but he's an incredibly good left tackle. Um, I think in a year, he could be our starting left tackle as a sixth round pick, which is awesome. Yeah, Brock figures that. Yeah. So we had only three picks, but I think all three picks fucking nailed it. Again, maybe you could argue value. I don't want to hear it. We fucking needed all of them. Can we talk about value? If you want to, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so the undrafted free agents. I only have one, two, three, four, five, six of the 13 with notes because, again, my phone died. Um, but Connor Weddington, I believe, is the guy from Renton who is on the team right now who could make it but probably won't. Or Cade Johnson. I get them confused. They're two shitty – or not shitty. Two little wide receivers. I don't know what's going to happen. But so undrafted. The guy I'm most excited about, I, I've heard his name pronounced different ways. It's, it's spelled Tamorion, Terry. But everyone keeps saying Tamarion, or Tamarion. Hmm. So I'm going to say Tamarion, Terry. I'm going to say Scary Terry. Oh, there you go. Um, so this dude is six foot three, runs a 4'4". Four four. He's literally <laughs> DK Metcalf. I think he makes the team as an undrafted guy. I really oh, yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be DK, Tyler, Eskridge, Terry, and probably like Freddie Swain. And no one else is making it as a receiver. Um, but I, those receivers are so goddamn – I'm so excited. 6'3", 4'4", projected as like a first-round pick until he fucking blew out his knee. Uh, and he had just kind of a shitty 2020 because of that. Um, so let me just give you a little rundown. The four-star recruit from Georgia – was an honorable mention on all AC, on the All ACC pick and FSU's offensive MVP in 2018, after leading the team after leading the team in receiving yards and touchdowns, 35 receptions, 744 yards for and uh, 21 yard average, eight touchdowns in 12 games, with 11 starts at FSU. That team sucks. The quarterback sucks. The line sucks, and he put up these many yards. Terry turned his game up a notch as a redshirt sophomore, garnered second-team All-ACC. 60 receptions, 1,188 yards, and he led the country by averaging 58 yards on his nine touchdown receptions. And he didn't enter the 2020 draft, but he wanted to stay and work with uh, the Florida State receivers coach. Uh, But he could only start four times, and he still got 300 yards on a touchdown. But he, he underwent knee surgery in October. And for some reason, everyone just ignored all the good shit and just, oh, he had a bad 2020 in a COVID year that he had three starts, four starts, and it just came off knee surgery. 
crazy. He has a small case of the drops. So they might have seen that as well. But he also gets some of the craziest contested catches I've ever seen. Um, also has a very limited route tree. But that was the big knock on DK. And he's emerging as one of the league's best. So clearly there's some coaching going on there that can help. And, hey, DK is also a freak of nature. Learn what he's doing. He, I think he makes the team as an undrafted guy. Okay. Mm, I'm excited about him. There was also a guy uh, la- a couple of seasons ago. His name was Jazz Ferguson. Also fit this bill. Guaranteed he makes the team. Never even saw another team after this. Never made the Why team. Why you jazzed about him? Uh, I was very jazzed. No one else was. Um, he showed up to Utah. Last uh, couple drafts. He showed up. Uh, a couple drafts ago, there was this guy, John Ursua, who's still on the team. Never seen – he's seen the field once, had one catch. Uh, should have scored a touchdown, but we lost because of him. Um, so, people get excited about him and they don't make the team. That could definitely happen here. But he is just so damn good. And just because of a knee thing, which he now has fixed, I don't know. I don't see how he does it. So, we got Jared Hawker, an, uh, an offensive lineman. He was projected in the fifth round. We got him. Um, he's an above-average right guard. He gets a little lost in pass pro, but he's good at run blocking. So there's the B. Carroll back. Mm-hmm. He's a he gets uh, he's bad use of his hands. So he gets like people can just kind of you know what I mean. So that's all coachable shit though. I think he makes the team as a backup. Pierre Oliver Lestage, Canadian motherfucker. I was say he plays the Canucks. Do you actually know him? No, I just oh oh the Canucks. Is, yeah, 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 I was like most hockey name ever. Yeah, no, he's very very Canadian. Um, so this dude might make the team because Pete Carroll loves him for some reason is moderately a sack of shit uh, he's a guy the whistle doesn't happen the when you're on your ass is when the play is over so he it, it, he's angry he looks like a guy you don't want to fuck with uh, and on the film I don't say film on YouTube uh, he, every play he is hurting people into the ground maybe it's coachable maybe he's just a dick but he actually might make the team because of Pete Carroll I don't think he does. So I have, might make the team. So Brian Mills, corner, and the other, and I only have two more after this. Uh, projected in the fourth or fifth round. Again, there's so much value in these undrafted guys. The, the Terry one is crazy. If he doesn't get hurt, he's a first rounder. Or if he just enters the 2020 draft, he's a first rounder. And we do, I don't know. So uh, Mills started the final 10 contest for NCCU, North Central. North Carolina Central, um, leading the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference with five of interceptions. Um, he got our first team all-conference accolades, 22, sa- 22 tackles, half a sack, eight pass breakups. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why I said it the other way. No, it's okay. And uh, North North Central didn't play in 2020. So he's 6'1 with 32-inch arms. That's the most stereotypical motherfucker in Seattle ever. Um so he, he 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 looks promising. He hasn't played many people. Uh so that's mm-hmm. kind of the big thing there. He gets spun around a lot, gets lost in routes. Um but when he presses, he can hang. So maybe it's coachable or coachable. I think there's too many corners on the team. I don't think he makes it. So last two guys that I have for sure are running backs. They'll probably both make the team because fucking Carroll, um, and uh, there's a couple other guys. Um, BJ Emmons, I think, makes the team. He's a hard runner, runs a 4.5840. Uh, 
for a he's like a small little fucker like Nick Chubb or something. Um, he's gonna be great at like third and one. Love him. Um, he he didn't play a lot. I don't know how many games he's played specifically, but um, he's really fast, but he's really strong when he gets low. So I think he could be like a third down guy. Josh Johnson won't make the team. Bad arms, like small hands, shitty arms, shitty pass pro, fine runner, won't make the team. Cade Johnson, receiver, 5'11", 185, probably won't make the team. Connor Weddington, I think it's the Renton guy. I want him to make the team, won't make the team. John Radigan, linebacker out of Army, might make the team. Um, these guys I don't have notes on, so I have to go off memory here. Um, he Army, especially linebackers, are, are people that are super disciplined. And they're really, they're really good at that thing that they do. So I could see him being uh, coming in, ready and disciplined, and to be able to learn from people like Bobby Wagner is not too bad. So I think he could totally make the team. He's he seems about up to par with Cody Barton, Ben Brookhaven, these people who just aren't very good, but could I mean he'll be there. Uh, got a couple of linemen who I have no idea who they are: uh, Jack Curran, Greg Island. And then Jared Hewitt is a defensive tackle. Um, I don't know. Those guys probably won't make the team either. So that's that's what we got. Our draft, I will give a B. Our undrafted, I A. Incredible. I can't believe Terry was there. That's the one I'm like craziest about. Uh, and Mills I'm kind of excited about, but I don't know if he makes it. There's just so much competition. But I could see like Pierre Desir. He's back. He's like a veteran guy. He could go. Sherman's still out there. He could come back. I, I just, I don't know. So, I think Terry makes the team for sure. I think one of those running backs makes it. And then I think uh, one of the linemen makes it. Maybe the Canadian guy. So, but you should look up this Canadian dude. Every single thing on YouTube is him just fucking pancaking everything. Way past the whistle. Oh, Jesus. P. Carroll loves false starts and shit too. So, uh-huh. he'll, he'll, he'll be all about this guy. He's already come out and said he loves him. Did he say I love him? Like or... sexually. Oh. And yeah, he definitely keep him around. They fit together. Carol's scrawny old ass. <laughs> so that's Seahawks draft and undrafted. I loved it. Okay. I'm super excited about Eskridge. Trey Brown's kind of like, I think, the one that like could be the miss in the draft. But he's so feisty. I like him. Mm. He, he's got the chip. Seattle, when they were really, really, I think they're obviously really good now, but then when they were really, really good, all of them had this, like, fuck you mentality. Chip on the shoulder, Doug Baldwin undrafted, Jermaine Curse undrafted, Sherman late round pick, uh, you know, Russell Wilson late round pick, uh, you know. They had the fuck you, and I loved it. Brown, Brandon Browner is literally a fucking murderer. Like, just the, the Chancellor was like, a third round. Uh, Arnold Thomas was the first round. Bobby Wagner was the second. But these D-line were made up of fucking nobodies and veterans. Like, we're getting back to the fuck you. And I like it. The chips oh. on the shoulders. I like a lot of innuendos you've been putting out this episode. That's been a lot. So I, I'm very excited about our draft. That's it. That's that. I know I, I'm coming off as that, but... I, no, not really. No, okay. Amp it up. So we had a couple other things to talk about. I don't know if you noticed the time. It started getting kind of late. Should we um, show a pizza and then come back to this? That's interesting. No. No? No. Why not? Because I don't think I'll want to come back. 
All right, we might risk missing it, missing it. We can try. We'll find another pizza place. Okay. We can just power through whatever we're going to talk about. All right. Is it the schedule? Yeah. Okay, we can power through that. Okay. I will say two more things. The uh, Broncos, Jawan James, which yeah, sounds like a LeBron James knockoff. Which is so sad. It is. I don't know why people are criticizing the Broncos. It sucks ass for him. I feel bad. But I don't know what the hell people think you, the Broncos. You should pay him. He he was doing what he should do for his job. Yeah, but you're, you're and you gave him a contract that guaranteed that. If it didn't guarantee it, then you're fine. Well, yeah, if he did it on site, you're the one that was talking about business and. Well, well, no. If you sign a contract that guarantees and you're supposed to stay in shape in the off season, and you get hurt staying in shape in the off season, you signed the contract that said we're going to pay you to stay in shape. Yeah, but that's why they can get the out of the contract because it you have to do it on site for the contract to. Is that in the contract? Yeah, that's why they can void it. I think so, it'd be shitty to void it. I mean, it sucks, but like I said, you're all you're the one talking about business. Even if you're abandoning eight thousand fans, that it's all about business and making money. It is. So yeah, they're not. Gonna it doesn't be mean like, it's not shitty. Yeah, that's why I said it sucks for him. Yeah. But I don't know. If I don't, if this was the Patriots or some other team, I think they'd be like, they're just a uh, smart. No, they would be getting shit on too. I don't think so. They definitely would, just because it's so much money. Isn't it like $20 million? Uh, $15 million. And he also opted out of last year, which I know you could say that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if it was that dire, I know it. I, I, I definitely think the Broncos will settle something. But if they if they don't do it, they're right. And if they do do it, they're right. I don't think there's a do wrong. You? I think wrong. Yeah, I mean, you cut them already. So, now it's just a matter of are you going to pay them or not. Um, by the book, you don't have to. And that's right. It just looks bad, but who cares? But if you pay him, hey, you're the good guys. But you're out some money. So I get it. I get the thing. I just think it would look better to give him the money. At least yeah, some then, of it. I mean, as far as the team, it sucks because he only played three games his entire career with the Broncos the first year. He played three years. He opted out last year, and now he's hurt. And this is what I said. I forgot. We talked about a couple podcasts ago, I think, when I was talking about how bad the offensive line is. I forgot that he would be coming back. At the time, we thought at least. And now he's out for the season. They signed three offensive linemen. I don't know if you saw already. So, nice. yeah, I don't know much about him. but He tore his Achilles. I don't know if we said that. What he did. No, yeah. yeah. He tore his fucking Achilles. Yeah. <sighs> and then, I don't know if you saw, uh, Deshaun Hamilton tore his uh, ACL a couple days ago. He's, uh, I think he had a lot of potential, kind of like you're talking about, a small receiver that can do a lot of different stuff. There was rumors that they were trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, but obviously I feel like somebody would have taken something for him if he got a late round yeah. pick or something, so now that's screwed either way. Yeah, that sucks. That's the business part that actually does suck ass. That's what happened to Jaron Reed. Yeah. We want to trade him. Yeah. Nope. He didn't get hurt, obviously, but he just kind of tweeted that he was done, yeah. which sucks. Um, we didn't talk about DK Metcalf went to the Olympic tryouts. I saw that. Did you? Yeah. Dude. With the fucking best athletes in the world who do this for a living, he held his own. If it was a 60-yard dash, he might be in, like, top five. But he's just too fucking big to go for 100. Yeah. But what do you get? A 10 to, to try again to qualify as a 10 He finished last, but it was like he was literally tied. Yeah. And people were showing a lot of respect for it, which is really cool because DK Metcalf is a huge star at this point. And he's bringing light to a, a sport that's not very talked about. And he did it because he wants to test his his 
shit against the world's best. And it was like a total compliment to sprinters. And everyone took it as like this cocky asshole. Well, not everyone. Uh, a minority of people. A loud minority. Oh, this fucking asshole thinks he's so he can hang with... No, he literally came out. I'm, I want to fucking just test against these fucking world-class athletes. I'm blessed to even have this ability to run like this. I just want to do it. And he fucking held his own, and it was awesome. I watched it live. Did you? I did. I downloaded Peacock just to watch it live. And it was aw- He was fucking huge compared to these motherfuckers. He- it was literally less than 11 seconds long, and I, I watched it for like two hours to- for him to come on. Um, God, it was awesome. I was afraid he was going to get hurt. That's why it made me reminded of it. Yeah. Like pull a hammy or something. But I loved it. Pete Carroll loved it. Bobby Wagner was there watching him. It was awesome. I love I love it. And he's fucking fast. That should be, like, scary to other teams. Yeah. Whew, that's fast. All right, that's it. Um, the only thing we were going to talk about is, like you said, the NFL schedule came out. We're not going to go over the whole schedule, but our teams. Yep. And instead of doing the weekly game show like we normally do, we talked about just uh, picking the schedule or going through our schedule and saying what uh, we think will be wins and losses. Yep. You want to just power through it real quick? You want to start? Sure. I think the Seahawks, it might change while I'm doing this, but I think they go 12-5. and five. Okay. Um, oh, I have the schedule. I, I literally did this for this reason. Oh, look at that. Um, I think they go 12-5 and five with a wild card berth. They win the wild card, and then they have to go on the road somewhere um, for the divisional. I think they lose again in the divisional. That's my guess. I think this team could also go 14-3. and three. I think their their low is twelve and five, their high is fourteen. I think Steve could win the Super Bowl. I really do. Um, because they got better from last year and they were twelve and four. So, week one against the Colts on the road. We only have two ten a.m. games for Seattle, which is huge. They're really good at those games anyway, but still, that traveling sucks. We have a pretty favorable schedule. It's really hard at the beginning. It kind of eases up, and there's a lot of home games at the end. So, Colts uh, on the road. I think I'm going to go to this game, by the way. Oh, are you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Peyton Manning built. Yep. Uh, I think that's a win against the Colts. Carson Wentz, first game. I don't think it's going to be solidified yet. I think that's a win. Home opener versus the Titans with fans in the stadiums for the first time. You don't lose that game. You just don't in Seattle. That's a win. On the road to the Vikings, the Vikings are 0-7 against us since, like, 2012. I think that's a W. On the road against the Niners, I think this is our first loss. I think it could be a win, but these road games, divisional opponents are tough, so I think we lose that one. Um, Thursday night football against the Rams at home, I think it's a win. I think we split with the Rams and Niners, by the way, um, and we've, we've wiped the Cardinals. Uh, then so so we get three primetime games Thursday night Rams win Sunday night at Pittsburgh loss I think I want to go to that game but tickets are already four hundred dollars oh yeah it's gonna be expected primetime Sunday night football would be awesome so I think I think we lose that game I think we could win that game though but I'm trying to be realistic here so loss so two losses so far so we're one two three four and two. Monday night football against the Saints. And again, a reason I think we win that Sunday night game, we're incredible in primetime. Always are. Anything can happen. But Monday night against the Saints, who's the quarterback? Doesn't matter. Win. Jacksonville. This game is going to be fun. Shaquille Griffin revenge game. Carlos Hyde. Brian Schottenheimer. Daryl Bevel. Trevor Lawrence. 
Seattle wins. I think it'll be close as shit. And then we have a fucking mid-season bye. It's perfect. So we're one, two, three, four, five, six, and two at the bye. That seems under, that seems pretty realistic. At the Packers, I'm not even gonna fuck around with this one. Loss unless Aaron Rodgers isn't there. So six and three versus Cardinals at home. Win. God damn it. Win. I'm not gonna go on about it a lot. Monday Night Football at Washington. I'm going to put this as an L. I don't think it's an L, but I'm going to put it as an L. So two primetime losses, I don't think so, but we'll see. Um, Sunday night football at our house against the Niners, fucking victory. Two touchdown victory, minimum. On the road to Houston, who the fuck plays for Houston anymore? Sean Watson probably won't even play for Houston, right? He's probably going to get suspended. There's too many cases, right? So that's one loss, two losses, three losses, four losses. So we beat the Texans. We beat the Rams on the road. Chicago comes. I think that's going to be fun because Justin Fields is going to be playing at that point. Uh, Lions at home. And then the Cardinals, uh, a way to finish the season. So maybe we just split with everybody in the division because I have to give us one more loss. But I honestly think we win the last one, two, three, four, five games. Six games. After losing to Monday Night Football in Washington, I think we win out. Uh, and that would give us 13-4. and four. And I think that would be enough to win the division and in talks for that number one seed. And I legitimately don't think that's that unrealistic. Okay, you slip up to a team, you lose to the Jaguars. You're 12-5. and five. You're still in contention for that... Uh, Division, not the number one seed anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't lose to Washington. You're uh, fifteen and two. It's not that crazy. It, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers isn't starting. You win that game in Green Bay. Seattle always drops a game they shouldn't. So maybe that Bears game or something weird happens. But that's at home. I doubt that. Um, they'll drop one they shouldn't, and that's where I think the 12-5 comes in. But I think they should be 13-4. But they will be 12-5. Okay. How's that feel? That doesn't feel like crazy, right? Reading those no. teams? And how favorable is that schedule? We get to finish off. Two, three, four. Oops. One, two, three, four. Five. Actually, we have more away games than we do at home. But two of the last three are at home. So... We get we get a good late push um, for the playoffs, and I think we're going to make a little bit of noise in the playoffs this time. Okay. Health, health, you know. Yeah. Because we were fucked by injury last year too, in the top five teams. Yeah, I got you. So, not unrealistic, I don't think. Okay. You're not giving me any feedback. What do you think? Crazy? No, I don't think so. That's why I'm not saying much. Okay. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if it. Um, it's a little less than that, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if it is that, so yeah. or more. Yeah, I wouldn't. Either. I I don't think they got worse from last year. Yeah, I could see coaching change them starting slower, but them getting hot late. I'm totally cool with that. So, go ahead. Okay, so before I start mine, I know the same as yours, but I really want to preface it because the Broncos could change drastically more than most teams. This is obviously way too early of a prediction. We don't even know who's on the team yet. Yeah, so. totally. This is what we're going off of now, and obviously I'm a Broncos fan, but I try to be realistic. It's going to sound 
again, being a homer. Yeah, but, I really tried. Yeah. But I, like I said, I do think the Broncos are going to be better than people would think, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come. The biggest question mark is still the offensive line, which could. That's why if they haven't improved and they're playing the same, it could be a lot worse than what I predicted. But I'm going with the assumption that I think it's going to be improved and they'll have a, a shot. Okay. And they uh, get the benefit of having more home games, so the opposite of the Seahawks. Oh, and Denver is damn. one of the hardest places to play in the league. So I think that'll help. And it seems like it's trending towards – um, stadiums having people in. Well, it is gonna have people in it trending towards maybe full. Yeah, that's so. what we are. I think we are. We are doing it now. Yeah. Um, we have the eleventh easiest schedule, so we're in the top half. None of our teams are above five hundred. Or wait, they're the total win percentage total is five hundred. Uh, uh, funny you say that. I was awesome. gonna say that it might sound like I'd be a homer, but the Bronx had the fourth easiest schedule in the league, so that's part of why. If I'm getting a lot of wins. Um, but that's another thing that sounds good on paper. But if you look at it, the easiest schedules a lot of times at the beginning of the season, by the end of the season. It's crazy, not, yeah. yeah. That's so why I kind of like we're in the middle. Yeah, so this sounds like a really easy schedule, but then some of these teams could fucking catch on fire and be the opposite of what they were last year, and that's all it's based off of is last year. So they start the season on the road two times, which doesn't help. That's what we but, didn't uh, do last year. Yeah. So they start in New York playing the Giants. W. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I think that could go either way, but I think that they'll win that one. And then the next one on the road again to Jacksonville. It should be a win, but I think that one's going to be a loss. I think it'd be hard to win two road games to start the season. Okay. And Jacksonville, I don't think they're going to be good, but they have that potential and so many young players. I don't think there'll be much film on players and not. I mean, you know, you know have college film, but it's way different. I think that game is going. Yeah, I think that'll be a win. I don't think. I don't think the Trevor Lawrence show starts to like week ten. When he's finally set in. But by that time, he's going to get hurt, and Tim Tebow's going to be the quarterback. We didn't even talk about Tim Tebow. Um, <laughs> we don't need to. He won't make the team. Well, we're going to talk about for a second. Um, since you said we don't need to. Because I think he's going to make the team. Because Urban uh, Meyer has a fucking hard on for him. I was going to say, the Urban Meyer fucking. If anybody. For one, yeah, it's going to be kind of like I'm talking about the schedule. It is going to be biased with him because he loves him. Nobody else would assign Tim Tebow. But I also, as a Broncos fan, I can admit, I think Tim Tebow got the short shaft. I thought he played uh, decent for the limited amount of time he had. He knocked the Steelers out of playoffs when a lot of people thought they would go to the Super Bowl. And then, But he's going as a tight end. He's a freak of nature athlete, so he'll do well. That's what I was going to say. I think he's going to be listed tight end. The reason I think he's going to make it and not blow the league up or anything, but I think have a okay chance is I think he's going to use him the, way, the same way he did in Florida, where he kind of just moves around, does whatever. He'll Takes be, him hill. Yeah, so I think it'll be like that. and I, think I can okay. see that happening, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a fucking top five tight end. I think he's just going to be a decent player that is kind of accounted on different plays. And he seems like the fucking goodest guy you can ask for. Yeah. So I think, like I said, even as a Bronx fan, I think he got the short shaft, so it'd be nice to see him succeed. I literally wouldn't be surprised either way if he literally just doesn't make the team or if, if he is Taysom Hill, a little used less. Yeah, I'd be surprised just because Irvin Meyer otherwise. If there's any other team, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying. But that's Ir- Irvin loves I, him some Tebow. Uh, yeah, so that's why I'd be surprised in that end. But, yeah, I think if there's any other team, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. Okay. And then, uh, so we're at so one, one, and one one right now. Yep. And then we play the Jets at home. That's, so that's a win. Day. Yeah. And then we get another home game, but it's against the Ravens. I think the Ravens take that, unfortunately. I hate them. Yeah. But, two and two. Yep. And then they play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I think uh, – Pittsburgh will probably win that. 
Um, Pittsburgh's a hard place to play like Denver. I think it's definitely depending on if Ben Rossberg can get back to how he's playing. If he's not, then it might be real bad for Pittsburgh. No if who if Pittsburgh lo- looks like they did at the end of the season, I, yeah. I also will switch mine to a yeah. win. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, they play the Raiders at at home, as in our home, I guess I should say. Okay. Um, I think they win that one. Okay. Then they go to Cleveland for their only primetime game against fucking Cleveland is their primetime game. Thursday night, I think they beat Cleveland. I know you're high on Cleveland, but even when uh, Cleveland's been good, the Broncos have their number. Historically, the Browns almost never beat the Broncos, Okay. even when they've been better than the Broncos. Um, me and Cody are going to try and go to that game. I nice. don't think it's going to go well in a primetime game. I mean, for me, that it's going to be expensive. Probably not. It's going to be shitty there. I saw that um, – Right now, tickets are $90. So oh, man, Browns fans still don't care. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I told him it's kind of a gamble. We either wait it out, and if I am right and the Browns start dropping, those tickets are going to fucking dive bomb. Or, or if they, they do good. Yeah, and they're going to skyrocket, and they're going to have all the people that even care about the Browns on top of the people that care. Yeah. Fuck. And then they have uh, Washington at home. I think they win that one. That's going to be tough. You think Washington's going to be that good? Mm-hmm. Their defense was the best defense last year. It was like quietly a really good team, and they oh, almost—they were the only team that almost knocked out Brady. Yeah, I don't think I wasn't saying that. Like, I think it's a cakewalk, like the Jets or something. I just—I think that's one they could win. I'm not like. Yeah. No, I had that as a loss for sure for against us, yeah. uh, even in prime time. Okay. I think they should win it, but I think they will lose it. Yeah. So yeah, I think Washington's and they got Henneke was fine. Uh, and and what week is this? This would be. It's like the seventh week or something, eighth. Um, six, seven, eight, yeah. Um, so Fitzmagic is still going to be magical because he hasn't been benched yet. He's going to be close, but he's still going to be pulling some shit off. So I think that team's going to be tough. And actually, that makes me think that Washington's going to lose to us because Fitzmagic will be benched at that point for Heineke. <laughs> and then they go on the road to Dallas. I think they can beat the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to suck again. And then back at home, they kind of just took the entire division here almost. They play the Eagles at home. I think they'll beat the Eagles. They should. Then they have a bye week, so rested to go against the Chargers at home, which I think they'll win that one. Okay. And then we probably catch Chargers going to win that one. Probably catch a theme here. Why? Might sound like I'm just hating on division rivals, but you'll see what I'm doing here. And then they play the uh, Chiefs in Kansas City, which is probably the hardest place to play in in Denver. So I think they'll lose that one. They play the Lions at home. I think they'll win that. The Lions going to be tougher, though, I think. I know uh, people say the opposite with Matthew Stafford. I just think they got so much, and um, I think they might actually be better without him now, which is crazy. But no way. They got rid of too much. I think they might. And I they got the rid Lions. of too much. And we'll what they signed? Sewell? Sewell? That's it? Um, That's their draft, big draft pick? That was a big draft, yeah. They just—they didn't have a very—I don't know. They—they uh, they didn't have a—they had a bad offseason, and we'll they see. got worse at quarterback. So I think that's a win. Um, then they play another home game against the Bengals. I think they'll win that, and even more than the Browns, they have the Bengals number. The Bengals almost never beat them. I think the Bengals are going to be pretty good this year. Uh, I think. Uh, I think it's all depending on if Joe Burrow can get back to how he's playing. If he does, I think they can actually surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about him. I, I'm still worried about that line. Yeah, that's what I mean yeah. from that happening. I, yeah. I mean, I think it is him as well, not because it's see if he's not good or not, but that kind of injury and doing that, they talk about how that can, like, scare. He won't be as mobile, yeah. Yeah, and that can, like, uh, 
things that happened is Trevor Simeon. I think he could have actually been a really good quarterback in the NFL, but he's behind a terrible offensive line that he just fucking, every time he touched the ball, he panicked because he was so used to yeah. having no line that it got inside of his head. And then we'll something see, yeah. that, that was way more dramatic than Trevor Simeon's with the injury he had. Yeah. And then on the road to Las Vegas for the Raiders, I think they lose that. This would be the first time that Raiders fans, not the first game, but the first season they have uh, fans for Las Vegas games. It's going to be fucking weird. It still should be Oakland. Then they go. How many losses are you at right now? Five? That was. That would be five? I think so. Okay. Just seeing if you're counting right. And then um, on the road to, I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles. They finished the year out with all division games. But on the road to Los Angeles, except for the Chargers, I should specify, um, I think they lose that one. And then finish with Kansas City. I think they win that one. So I think they can split their division games. Why did that? I think more than likely you lose on the road than home, especially Kansas City. I think you City. beat the Chiefs? I think so. Because they'll have the number one seed locked up. That w- might not hurt. But uh, <laughs> if you watch last year, um, the Broncos stuck with the Chiefs both games. They ended up being blowout, but they stuck with them for a good portion of the game. Yeah. I think the Broncos. The Chiefs have- just got better. That's my scare. They yeah, a better line. I don't know. The Chiefs scare me again. I don't think they're going to drop off or anything. I just yeah. think it's hard to keep that that strong consistent all the time. So I think okay. a little bit of a drop off. And with the Broncos, like I said, should be improving and sticking with them both last year's games when the Broncos were really bad and Chiefs were really good. Okay, I think it's possible. So eleven Seven. and six. Yeah, eleven and six. Okay, that seems Which crazy. Is, seems high well, I know it does but I like it though yeah fuck it um well I can change but that's what I'm going off of now sure and as the so weird you, thing is okay go ahead it's easy to look at the schedule and say it but yeah. then once these games actually come up you're like oh they could the Jets are fucking terrible they'll destroy the Jets or the Ravens are fucking dominating there's no way they're gonna beat the Ravens or it changes so much once the games actually start pouring yeah. in which is why we should do weekly picks on here I think it'd be a lot of fun definitely um, so Broncos are going eleven and six. Where are the Browns going? I'd have to look at their schedule, but less than um, that. Yeah, I, I think they get nine wins. Okay. Still another decent season for them. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it's less than that and they just totally fall apart, but I'll say realistically, I think nine. Would you be shocked if they got more? Um, I'd be surprised if they got more than nine. If they got much higher than that, I'd be shocked. Anything more than 11, I'd be shocked. Even more than 9, I'd be surprised. But anything 11 or more, I'd be shocked. Okay. I think they win the division, but... I think they're going to ride for a couple of years, unfortunately. As much as I hate to admit it. I think they'll die off quick, though. But I think they ride for a couple of years. Alright. I hope not. Oh, no, I know. I'd be, I'd be fine with, like, the Bengals coming up for once. I would, too. For, like, a, a year. Yeah. Just, like, do okay. No, definitely, especially because like I said, I actually kind of like the Bengals. They're so hard to root for, but now they only really have one player that I hate. So, yeah, and I like Joe Burrow. So, I'll totally be okay with that. <laughs> there you have it. You already know what's going to happen. So they're making the playoffs. Yep, eleven six wild card sure with that record. Yeah. yeah, Seattle's winning the division in the talks for the one seed. 
there you have it. You don't have to watch the NFL. 17-game season. Super weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to make sure every time I was about to say the record that I had it yeah, right. That's why I was double-checking things. Well, there you have it. Has that been an episode? That's been an episode. Now we're going to get pizza. That's right. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should we... Uh... Yeah, you got it. Quack, 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 quack. quack, 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 quack go Hawks. Hawks.